You're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Bum, 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 bum. Your attention, please. The Magic Garway Podcast is now leaving from New Orleans for an artistic tour of all things Disney. Jumbo, everyone. Rumble. Hi, Mr. Anonymous here, and you are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast. Magic Our Way takes an artistic view of all things Disney-related. Join your hosts, Kevin and Danny, Marvel expert and proprietor of ivorycomics.com, Eli, and your personal earmarked travel agent, you've got a friend in Lee, Lee Lastavica. Come join the Mau Weekend Nation on social media and at magicourway.com. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way podcast. podcast. Weekends. This is Danny with the Magic Our Way podcast, and I'm joined here in studio tonight with my brother from another mother of a different color, Mr. Eli Ivory. Say hello, sir. Ah, and a good evening to you guys, too, and coming to you live. Live, as always. And uh, Lee, our resident travel agent, who's been hooking me up with, oh man, I got Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique for my daughter in the castle. I got Cinderella's Royal Table, all after I was well supposed to have done it. This man has been coming through for me left and right. He's going to get me in the Avatar without a six-hour wait. Oh, Hello, God. Mr. Lastovica. How you doing? <laughs> Gentlemen, ready to talk about D23. D to the 2-3. What? What? It's going to be exciting. And because you're hearing my voice today, that obviously means that Kevin is off working. He's on assignment. He's doing playing, orchestra stuff. Being an artist, but... Saving a day. Beating his drum. We've got... A very worthy replacement for him. He yes. was on the show before, and uh, he promises not to make as many people cry this time around. But you guys loved him. We've been looking for a reason to have him back on the show. And when I checked in with him, he was watching the D23 thing live, as I was. You might remember him as a friend of Tigger, but uh, his name is Peter, and he's here in studio. How you doing, Peter? I'm doing great. I'm really excited to be back. And I told you, I've been waiting for that text message to get an invite back. <laughs> <laughs> you ever send a text message and then you hit send and automatically you see the three dots? Yeah, <laughs> because that's what happens. I, I didn't I even like put it. the phone down. I'm like, ooh, this is promising. <laughs> so uh, anyway, as Lee has alluded to, we're here to discuss all things D23. So guys, enough of my jibber jabber. Let's go make some magic. All right, guys, welcome to The Hub, and we're talking D23. We all just saw the Parks and Resorts presentation. There were a lot of other ones. We're not going to get into that today because there was so much announced on the Parks and Resorts presentation, uh, and there were some things that we expected, some things that were speculated upon, some surprises were thrown in that we didn't know were coming. So let's start with the park in most need of help, uh, Hollywood Studios. Star Wars Land. Obviously, that was announced at last D23, uh, so we got a little bit more information this time around. So the official name will be Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. What do y'all think? Like the name, Galaxy's Edge? I don't want to be the edge of anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
But uh, put Galaxy and then something else after it. I'm good with that. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be um, something more immersive. Um, bring bring more storylines and stuff. This is going to be something. It's going to be something cool. I thought it was just going to be Star Wars Land. So having like an actual official name, I like it. What I like about it is that it, Galaxy's Edge. It's supposed to be like a remote trading port. That that's the the function of this this area. So mm-hmm. they're building it like it's a real city, and there are going to be places and environments. Obviously, like Peter just said, where you can interact. So the idea that it's a remote trading port on the edge of the galaxy, and they're calling it the Galaxy's Edge. I like it. I, I think they did a good job with that, Lee. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, also, it leaves it up open to a little more interpretation. So, you know, as the Star Wars universe grows, you can also grow the land and uh, change things up as well. Um, not exactly on the same topic, but I was kind of surprised we didn't hear anything about the name change for Hollywood Studios itself. No, um, there were a I lot was kind of, of things. Ex- yeah, I was kind of expecting that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is one of those ones, like you said, it's not a surprise. We obviously, everyone in the that knows anything about Disney knows Star Wars Land is coming, but now it's a little more official. We've seen the models, uh, the mock-ups, all that stuff. So definitely one of the mo- more uh, exciting announcements uh, for D23 for me. Yeah, well, the name in and of itself, I mean, I, I like that aspect of it. We're going to get into the attractions right now. Uh, okay, so first you got the Battle Escape attraction. Now, again, we're going to try and run through this as quick as possible because there's so much to do. But we found out a little bit more about what we're getting here. And this Battle Escape attraction sounds so good. How and good? It's, it's damn How good. How good damn is it? It's damn true. So, they're, all right, they're going to put you in a battle between the Resistance and the First Order. That was what was known when it first came out last time. And it was kind of speculated it would be like a trackless vehicle system. And that was confirmed because we actually got a look at the trackless vehicle. Did y'all see this? It was at one of the models that they had. Yeah, it's got like the little uh, robot driving in the front or whatever. Yeah, okay. There's like black robots that you saw on like the right. Death Star. It, it's is what it was. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the vehicles are described as being uh, used by troops, officers, and personnel to transverse the interiors of the massive ship and their program with ship schematics and security access codes. That's so official. That <laughs> is officially the description of the model that was on display. So that's interesting there. So that kind of what that tells me, and they alluded to this in the presentation that the attraction is going to make you feel like you're on a star destroyer. It sounds like you're going to be taking a tour of the star of a star destroyer when something happens. The, whether the re, they're going to attack the resistance and a battle ensues, or you've been taken captive and they're taking you to stormtrooper reeducation camp or whatever it is <laughs> stormtrooper reeducation camp it's this sounds, is how you shoot bad target practice <laughs> taking you to target practice yeah, learn how to not shoot worth a shit. right <laughs> all the things that stormtroopers are known for but um yeah that uh, that's what it looks like the concept for this attraction is going to be you're going like to be it. taking a taking a walk through and then they have a beautiful rendering of a hangar of a star destroyer hangar and Man, the size of this thing is going to be massive. Has to be. And you saw that because another one of the concept art featured like the two Imperial walkers that you saw being built. And that apparently is going to be housed within the Star Destroyer itself as well. So this is going to be amazing. Thoughts? Wow. Well, look, I, I, I know this much. I wouldn't mind taking a tour of a Star Destroyer as long as it's not a Jedi in a ship somewhere shooting at me. Oh, that well, that's going to happen. That never works out good. <laughs> that's every Disney ride. Then something <laughs> happens. You're taking a tour, and then something goes wrong. But we I like just that. Minding our own business. Right. 
on on the way to learn how to install toilet drains in the new <laughs> Death Star, and uh, these rebel rebel scum just gotta like do a little exploration of the planet, and then these guys just jump in, start shooting. I mean, and that ship ain't cheap, <laughs> you know. I gotta reiterate here: your your astromech droid that is driving your vehicle has ship schematics and security access codes. I've got to imagine that's going to play into how the story unfolds. I, don't, I hope Absolutely. we get like some good weapons, though. This is going to be... I, I, I'm salivating at this. This is like... I am anxious to see how they're going to pull this off. This is going to be beautiful. Well, the chance to actually be a fan and then to be put in the world is a rare experience. Right. You know, good side or bad side. If I could get like a Sith robe, though, that that would be cool. Like, walk oh, away we're getting that. there. I know we're getting there. I hear you. Okay, just want to throw out the robe, though. I just... <laughs> Peter, have you seen the vehicle? I have. Okay, yeah, I, was, I was really excited Eli? to see it. Yeah, you know, it almost mm, reminded me um, a little bit of uh, the. Uh, not Disney, but uh, Universal's uh, Spider-Man yes. vehicle. Mm. That's what it kind of reminded me of at first because it seemed kind of compact. Mm-hmm. I think it's four. It's a four-seater, uh, four and four, right? So it's eight, eight total. It's a, yeah, exactly it. That's eight. It's eight total. Yeah. So it it seemed like it was going to be a smaller, compact vehicle, and the, for whatever reason, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, uh, the Spider-Man Adventure ride at uh, Universal. Yeah. Same here. I've been waiting for Disney to do something in a similar vein as that, and I'm so happy that they're finally doing it. Now the the second one, the Millennium Falcon attraction. Ah, you this go. Is it. I know this you like it. this Han Solo fan. Okay. Well, who me? Yeah. Well, you know, actually, I I was a little bit um let down by this one. Oh, because you want to wear the vest while you fly the Millennium. Falcon, I don't want right? to be in there and be like, well, you got to repair hyperdrive. This guy gets to drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm sitting, in, I'm one. I'm going to drive the Falcon. But that's what we've learned is that you will be similar to Mission Space. I guess is that you're working as a team to pilot the Falcon. Oh, I'm the engineer. Oh, I, I put this all in hypersleep. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Is the space wrench? Somebody get this to work. Yeah, you got to go fix the little chessboard in the back that that Chewie keeps beating up. No, it's <laughs> like that. Very good, like that. But um, so yeah, that's how it works. Is everyone's going to be uh, what you call it, acting as a team on this? And uh, so yeah, the, 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 specifically where they said you could fly the ship. Shoot the blasters or prepare for hyperdrive. I know what I would like to do. Well, you could be Luke. Yeah, I mean, if you can't drive, you could at least be Luke and get up there and shoot the Tie Fighters down and stuff. That'd Never be cool. wanted to be Luke. Always wanted to be Han. I want to drive it. Yeah, I mean, nobody really wants to be yeah. like. Basically, that's like saying, "Hey, you get to be Kirk, Spock, or Sulu." Yeah, uh, pretty much. You know, and it's like, yeah, you only got one job, and it's to do the hyperdrive. You're like, okay, I get. I guess I'll wait. Oh, the fight's over? Oh, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> okay. I- well, the, the cool thing I did like about what they were talking um, about the concept was that you have to work together as a team for mission success. So with Mission Space, somebody could fall asleep on you or just put, try to be like, oh, I'm going to crash our ship. And then when they don't press it, it's computer override. And then that's what winds up happening. <laughs> that's right, yeah. But the way they said it is if you fail, it seems like there's going to be different outcomes. It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure, which would be pretty much a disney first huh. that's what i took from what he you you lose one day's park tickets i was gonna say <laughs> they kick you out the ride you gotta wait in line again you're like don't screw this up this time oh how many dirty looks is the parent gonna get when they put their eight-year-olds okay bobby here you go you get to fly the millennium falcon 
No. Yeah, you're like that single dude that like got to be the last person on that in that four seater. You're like, no, don't let Bobby politic ah. force choke. I had to. Yeah, right. damn it, Bobby. And you're like, let's eject him into space. And we're saying this as a joke, but this is actually factual. So the, okay, so let's you can get inject it. children into space. Uh, could be. Could be. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the override. That's a whole new adoption program. If your team isn't working out, you get to sacrifice a member of your team. No, right? but they, this is part of the immersive experience because right. they do say there is real world consequences for how you fly the Falcon. I so bet. If you bang up that ship, there might be a bounty hunter after you. Oh, they no. That, yeah. So if little Robbie <laughs> on his first time trip to Disney World is too busy with his finger up his nose. Oh, it's FaceTiming. Yeah, or Snapchatting while he's, oh, look at me. I'm driving the Falcon right now. Got your kid, there's an asteroid. Why? Can't move. Yeah, if that happens, you could have a bounty hunter on you. You could get blown up. So How they, about that? These things have real world consequences. So and that's yeah. good. You know, like, you know, fans need to be aware. You just can't go into a ride and be like, ah, lollygaggy. Pay attention. <laughs> People's lives are on the line. That's yeah, good you know when you get You know how many times I would have died on Mission Space if that was an actual, like, you have to work <laughs> as a team because I always went out with the shittiest teams because I'm, I single ride it. I'm like, oh, yeah. And it's like a family that's like, Konnichiwa. Or like they don't speak English, and I'm just like, oh, I'm dead. Oh, <laughs> and like, Konnichiwa, you're like, hola, como esta? And then again, I try to go for the pilot. I'm like, oh, I'm going to steer as a safety. F***ing engineer again, great. <laughs> are you trying to say Asians can't pilot? I mean, who do you... <laughs> Damn, Asian drivers. <laughs> they do hyperdrive. They do high hyperdrive. I wouldn't want the responsibility of piloting the Millennium Falcon. I would be a I good shooter. That. You could totally maneuver. I will do the shooting. But yeah, dodging asteroids while there's TIE fighters and stuff, that's too much pressure. There's enough pressure for me to get up for work and put the pants on. So <laughs> they should have like a job for the kids. Like, uh, okay, all right, Timmy, you're in charge of the Millennium Falcon's music. Okay? <laughs> you get to play whatever John Williams theme oh, <laughs> goes in the background. And you'll be like, fight. I get to choose. I'm going to play Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. Like, no, that's not fighter pilot music. <laughs> What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if they'll have like different skill levels though, like because you know this thing's gonna have like a three hour wait, so like you, they're gonna have to shorten up the learning curve. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. Have, well, it's time. Like, have a cast a cast member to be your co pilot or something because well, if you're only you there know. for a weekend, you can't afford to get on a bounty hunter's bad side that quickly. You can tell what's going to what happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Before people actually you. get on, before people actually get on the ride, people are going to be like conducting like resumes and job interviews. <laughs> All right, so we're talking about the the fully immersive experience that you're going to have in the land here, and, and basically, what we were told is that this uh, remote outpost is going to be filled with characters, alien creatures, droids. Some you'll know, some you'll be meeting for the first time, and it's going to be a living place where the choices you make matter. It's going to be a place where you can earn a reputation and people will know you for your exploits in and around the land. Um, and to me, it sounds like a live action role playing kind of game, which is, sounds so totally cool. It's like Westworld uh, on HBO just come to life. So the concept sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm wondering, how do you pull that off? With how many millions of people? Exactly. I mean, it's like, I mean if, if this was like a small... Like, okay, we're going to let 2,000 people into this land. Yeah. And then, okay, boom, that's it. Then, yeah, you've got all those, you can fill all those story holes and, you know, mm -hmm. plots and, and background information and stuff. I mean, you're talking about, 
And plus, like, I may only go in that land for 10 minutes or someone else goes in for three hours. Yeah. You could be you know, a legend so gonna, for 10 I mean, minutes. I'm sure they're going to figure it out, but it just it's an interesting yeah. concept. It's something I don't think anyone else has ever done before. So it'll, be, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they pull it off. Well, um, I'm, and I'm sure in. they will, but yeah. I'm just like in my mind, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it, you know? That's the thing. It's like I'm all in. It's just I can't imagine how you pull this off. Like you ever watch the kids play – Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, or you've taken your kid to play Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Those things, that those, it's a fun little game. But when there are so many people playing it, that the line to go up to the window to wave the card to do your little trip, it's five to ten people deep. Well, it takes some of the magic away from the idea that you have to roam around and find these mystical portals and everything like that. It's going to lose some of the magic if you have to, they're like, okay, part of your mission is you have to talk to the hammerhead guy over there and work out a trade for such and such and then you got to wait and it's five to ten people deep and you're like well shoot we've got a fast pass coming up is it worth it to go ahead and wait in line i mean you're really gonna have to invest in staying in star wars land for a longer period to let these stories unfold so now peter as a, a you've had experience with uh characters in the parks and having to meet guest demand for for characters what what is your thoughts um well the one thing i've learned about disney is no matter what they concoct and what they come up with, they always figure out a way to perfect it at some point. Um, Disney's technology with their RFID chips has greatly improved since I've been there in 2013 when I was actually a cast member there. Seeing where it was then when they were starting to roll out Magic Bands to where it is now, Mm -hmm. I mean, I had had RFID chips in my costumes. (laughs) And so they could tell where I was up to 10 feet in the Mm -hmm. park at any time. That's that's downstairs at Magic Kingdom and upstairs. Like they they could track everything. So, but even like backstage. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, Peter's in the bathroom again. <laughs> yeah, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's well, he's it, been there for five minutes. So I'm gonna guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's, that's the thing. It's um, <laughs> all right. The, the most amazing interactions that I've ever had were the organic interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were that was done with Green Army Man. Yeah, the Green Army Man. They don't have a meet and greet. They have. Uh, Green Army Men are going to be out for eight hours today in Pixar Place, walking around. Grab them, do whatever you want. Those are some of the best interactions I've ever had. Agreed. And so, right now when you go to uh, Hollywood Studios, you go to Launch Bay, you have the Jawas. That's a little organic interaction. You can trade with them and stuff. (laughs) That is how I picture this new concept being. So I feel like if Disney were to do something like that and Mm -hmm. they kept with more organic meet and greet opportunities... I think that would alleviate issues that they would see with lines building up with characters. Now, obviously, if there's a storyline behind it and you have to like complete missions and things like that, mm-hmm. that's where it would become an issue. But with Disney Magic, there's always multiple opportunities and ways to see those things. So if, if you have to go into a building and go complete a mission and go see Boba Fett or something, mm-hmm. there may not be one Boba Fett. There may be three or four. <laughs> That's well, a scary thought. Yeah. The hell you say. <laughs> yeah. So Disney Disney does a really great job with everything, and they they stay up to date with as much technological advances as possible. So I feel like this is going to be a completely new venture for them. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it'll like, obviously like everything else Disney's ever done, it'll be a rough month or two to start off with, kind of like right now with Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Once, once they get used to everything, the cast members are fully trained, their managers and their leaders are fully trained, I think that everything will click and it'll be literally a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and a really amazing, unique thing that you can do at Disney being immersed into Star Wars. And 
it would be interesting. You had a little something like this with the Adventurers Club, or where you would go to the Adventurers <sighs> Club and you'd have characters mixed in with the audience, and they'd interact with you, and you'd talk to them. It, and it worked great. And if we could have mm-hmm. something like that with this, oh my God, this is going to be so phenomenal. The, the problem is there's going to be competition to get to. And this is where right. I'm worried how they're going to handle it. I got to complete my mission. I need to talk to so-and-so. Before it was like, like kind of you said with the Green Army men, you, you interacted when you felt like interacting. It was just like a casual thing. It wasn't like I need to get something out of this guy. So I have to, you know, I yeah, have people, to wait. Until, people are going to be on a mission. Yeah. So it'll be curious to see how they pull it off. It, it, like you said, I think they're going to do it. I have full faith and confidence. I'm just curious yeah. more than anything else. Yeah, I but, think, sorry, the, um, I think that um, one of the be- like beautiful things about Star Wars is that a lot of their characters are face characters and they're aliens that can actually talk. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them can speak English in the movie, obviously. And so I think this, outside of those aliens and then plus just having regular Jedis and humans it mixed in with that world, I think there's going to be s- such a bigger impact of characters just there. So if you're not be- if you're not able to see a certain alien, you might have a Jedi come and help you out to assist ah. in your mission, and it- it'll be more it'll be more hands on and things that a regular character such as a Chewbacca can't do, but mm-hmm. they can't communicate fully to you. And so I think having that aspect of it, that might. be be something that Disney might do, mm-hmm. um, especially from looking at the concept drawings and things, and you just see random Jedi's and creatures spor- like sporadically spread out through the regular crowd mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think that that might be how they they're able to get away with it and transition that smoothly to make it successful. Well, you bring that up, and one of the things that got one of the biggest pops uh, when they were talking about Star Wars Land was uh, Rex. Yes. Is going to be making an appearance. He's going to be the DJ over at the cantina. What can go wrong? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not in there. I wonder if Paul Rubens is, is aware of this. I wonder if, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since he's worked. I'm sure, like, the, we've forgiven him for what he did with that movie oh, I think theater he's a while back. more Pee Wee Playhouse Adventures or something. I think he's another movie. I, think, I, I didn't realize Pee Wee's back. I think he did something on Netflix. Yeah, oh. he had a Netflix special. Yeah, oh. see, Pee Wee in the movie theater. Oh, no, <laughs> I just might add with that. <laughs> All right, so sticking with... Coming to a theater near you. Yeah. <laughs> coming in a theater near you. Close your eyes. <laughs> and duck. <laughs> All right. There's a dated joke. <laughs> but it's still good, okay? Yeah, it's still the good. classic. It's still good. All right, uh, piggybacking off of the Star Wars Galaxy Edge in Hollywood Studios, we also received the official announcement that a new Star Wars resort is coming to Walt Disney World. And this is something that Lee hip- hipped us to a few months ago. I thought we were requested not to talk about it. Lee says that we were free to talk about it at any point in time we wanted to, um, but we didn't. And so here we are now. I don't know if y'all have seen the, the artwork for this hotel. If but even if you're not a fan of Star Wars, yeah, the concept for the resort and the artwork that accompanies it is so beautiful. I, I got to imagine you're talking about some serious like Polynesian bungalow money to stay at this resort. Yeah. Yeah. I read it was like a thousand dollars years in advance. A thousand dollars a guest. I I read. Is that what uh, is for official like, numbers have been announced? I didn't even see that. Yeah, I read it was like it's going to be more. It's going to be more than a thousand dollars going on. A- no, no, no. It's going to be more like going on a cruise and to a Disney hotel where it's very short term. It's not going to be, you know, a week long. It's going to be three stints. 
it's going to be a very all-inclusive, very all-immersive uh, situation. So, um, you know, yeah, so if you $1,000, sure, that's $1,000, but that's not $1,000 for the hotel. That's $1,000 per guest. Yeah, uh, right, like but a night. Like, but again, like if you go on a Disney cruise for three or four days, that's a $3,000, $4,000 for, for, you know, uh, look, cruise. I so mean, it's going to be marketed and built and uh, concepted very similar to that and that it's it's not just a hotel stay so it's it's hotels it's meals it's entertainment it's etc etc y'all can debate the money all you want but this how hotel is never going to be empty Oh no, right. you know, it no, looked cool. No problem. It looked cool. I mean, like they say you get yeah. to wear outfits that you know resemble being in a Star Wars universe. Right. You get yeah, to see the window. immersive environment, including dressing in the appropriate t- attire. Yeah. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but when they announced this, people were literally throwing their credit cards on stage. I wasn't one of them. I was like, take my money, book me now. I, for a thousand dollars, I'm just gonna say this. No, I I'm, want the Captain Kirk experience. I want green chicks, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out there in the room. <laughs> You know, I want some Tibetan wine or something like that. Like a thousand dollars. I'm sure they have some club level rooms. I just no, but it looked cool. I mean, like that. You know, all all for the side. You know, thousand dollars no joke. But who needs a house? I mean, (laughs) you can. And you're totally right. I guess we get to live there. You know, that's a house note. I mean, I'm sure car is comfortable to sleep in. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for a long time. I mean, but it was cool. I I I like the fact you get to wear the outfits. You get to look out the window. You get to see a galaxy. You have other characters that get to talk to you. Um, so it's not just like, hey, I'm in the room, and I get to go to bed, and I'm going to get up and hit the parks. You you have an adventure where you stay. I think that's a pretty awesome concept. But Yeah, getting into that, E. Okay, so now this resort is going to continue this Disney 360 vacation concept uh, that you see with the, the Galaxy's Edge, where guests are totally submerged into a Star Wars story every minute of the day for the duration of your stay. Uh, so uh, people will be able to live and breathe the Star Wars universe by selecting and optionally dressing up uh, as your character. So you talk about wearing your Sith robe. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some input into who you are, and they're going to give you a costume, and it's up to you if you want to wear it. I yeah, think. that looks so, comfortable. They should have Sith robes right there by the shower. Yeah. You know, that way we're picking them up. <laughs> Boom. Putting it on. Like, well, I feel this is the most comfortable Sith robe I've ever worn. You should have a robe getting out of like a dark... Uh, the, the emperor type robe. <laughs> Good, Good robe. Yes. I'll be putting three of these in my bag. I have to. It's a thousand dollars. I will be the emperor if I have to pay a thousand dollars. I'll be shooting electricity out of my fingertips if <laughs> they pay that. Wow. They should do something where you get so many points from doing like the Millennium Falcon adventure and stuff. Take some money off of your bill. Well, you get like galactic that. credits. Lord knows what wow, galactic credits are worth in real money. I <laughs> doubt much. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I got like two million galactic credits. They're going to laugh at you. Like, well, that's just nine. That's a water cents. bottle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Here's this here pin for you to wear. <laughs> Thanks for the credits. I took out a whole fleet. <laughs> that's all I get. I'm going to live in my car after I leave from here. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so yeah, you're going to be able to have the opportunity to dress up, interact with the various, uh, there are going to be people around in costume interacting with you, and everybody is supposed to have a, a unique experience while you're there. And this resort is going to be designed to look and feel like a starship. 
and it's supposed to transport guests to other worlds. And I guess this would presumably be the 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 galaxy's edge. I guess this is where the the, the transport is going. Since you're actually staying um, while you're staying there, you're going to be visiting that place. Enter uh, your wallet. That's yeah. for sure. So the the cool thing about this is is that every single window is supposed to have a view of space. So right. you're going to be surrounded by, and you're going to be watching ships pass. In one version of it, I think it was a Star Destroyer, but I got to imagine you're going, to, you're going to be seeing battles taking place off in the distance. You might see the Falcon fly by, I'm sure. I mean... Like Mickey Mouse waving to you out of the, out of the window of an X-Wing fighter. You might see that. Or- you know, <laughs> you go on a spaceship. Hey, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead here, but uh, and we'll get to this in a minute. They're, they're advertising that new space uh, restaurant over in... Right by Mission Space over in Epcot, where you're going to get to dine in space. And if you look at the concept art, as you're dining in that, they have that huge screen, and there's Wally and Eve doing their little dance ah. uh, that you got to see from the movie. So yeah, you can kind of like the the cruise ship windows. You're going to see, I'm sure, some characters fly by. You're going to see some ships. I'm sure you'll see some Tie Fighters, Boba Fett ship. You're sure to be in there somewhere. But um, what I'm thinking to myself is, imagine the pool at this place. This has got to be the first indoor resort swimming pool that you're going to get. Mm-mm-mm. Because if you're on a space station, technically, you can't really go outside, can you? No, you can't. You got to put on a space suit. They give you a space suit to go outside. <laughs> go in the pool. Like Bingo. oxygen. <laughs> you got a tether cable so you don't get sucked off into space. They got, they got somebody that didn't have it on and they were like all blue and like dried up, just floating into space, like stuck with like ice chunks on them. Like, yep, make sure to put on your suit before you go outside. I think the pool like is going to be exceptional. I think you can get your first indoor pool. I mean, I'm looking forward to the the concept and the thought of it, you know, because that's again, that's a very immersive thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would like to see that, and it better be really immersive. I'm sorry, I just I'm gonna leave the thousand dollar thing alone. Leave it alone. Now I wonder if the maids are gonna speak English. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think they speak English now, so I don't know what the difference would be. Java keeping, Java keeping. Oh, lo siento. No, it's no, it's emperor is no, it's here. The emperor is no here. Yeah, she's got <laughs> she's got her maid outfit on, <laughs> but just like a cheap little Halloween mask. <laughs> oh no, oh Chewbacca not here. No. <laughs> oh no, handshot first. <laughs> <laughs> what would be interesting is if they actually didn't have housekeeping and it was like Roomba robots that oh, that's nice. oh yeah that would be cool. so cool yeah. right that would be awesome like a little droid comes into your room mm-hmm. I, almost it, it would be cool if it was the technology like push oh trash yeah, yeah 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 it would save a lot of money and it could, you could customize it because you could actually talk and then the droid could open up and you could have your clean towels in there and Extra shampoo. <laughs> if you're listening, Disney, that's my idea. You yeah, can I it. like it. I like it. Yeah, that joint would like never leave my room. Uh, be like, hey, look, you got a beer in there. You got some towels. For $1,000 a guest, I don't know why you would leave your room. I and mean, this actually sounds like if you want to play along like a, a, a game, like this seems to me, well, you could just check into this hotel and carry out your adventure right there. It does. Without having to go to the park and waiting in line and being out in the heat and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. psyched about this. I'm kind of wondering if that's the idea. Like, stay at this hotel for three days and don't even leave the hotel. And then, Why you know, after, yeah. Why, and yeah. then after that, maybe you go to four days over at the Caribbean Beach or that's, something. That's like six you grand know, for yeah. us if it's you and your girlfriend. I gotta uh, get a discount on that. God, that, boy, I say a thousand dollars, boy. I'm like, come on. I'm watching this presentation, and then the more I'm watching, I'm like, I'm going broke. How yeah. am I going to pay for all this? In the I'm, galaxy how? far, far away, I'm still broke. God damn it. <laughs> 
So now it hasn't been announced where this where this hotel is going to be built at, but All it right. is rumored to be directly on Hollywood Studios property or at least park adjacent. Is my understanding of that it. close uh, to Star Wars Galaxy Edge? Yes, I, that is my understanding of the placement of it. Now that's heavily rumored. Nothing's been confirmed. Nothing been announced. But I mean, that came from Jim Hill. It would have to be just talking about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, to help just maintain the illusion, I would think I mean, that you're exiting through. I think your entrance is through. The park, park, I would think. I, I would, that, what if it was like an underground entrance, or like you were transported on a, uh, a ship, which the ship is underground, but you know, zhoo, you you shoot over to Hollywood Studios and oh. going through an entrance into Star Wars Land. You know, Lee, that, that gives me like yeah, like those old hydrolators that they used to do over at the Living Seas, where they're like, okay, well you're back ready to go off the ship, and on, so we're gonna have to beam you, and they put you in this little pod, and they close the thing, and it just opens on the other side, and it gives you the <laughs> illusion. That you were shot and beamed through space, and now, oh, okay, now I'm I'm here. I'm on I'm on terra firma. You can have your galactic security mm-hmm. check your bags and everything before you get into the park. That way, it's completely immersive. Oh yeah, you have your security <laughs> check. Oh, there you go. There you go. See, I, I was I was in Disney. I was in Disney uh, last month, and one of the things I did notice at Hollywood Studios is that not only did they clear the land. Um, back behind the Muppets and where um, Backlot Tour was, they cleared the land next to the employee parking lot, and it's a massive clear-out, a massive clear-out. Um, they, they got rid of a bunch of the tree lawn out there, and it would make sense that it would be adjacent to the park, if not almost pretty much inside the park, um, the hotel that's in uh, California Adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, similar to that, and that way... About Grand California. Yes, yes. So that way, you're not exp- exposed to the external world outside of Star Wars, where mm-hmm. you have to go jump on a Disney bus to get to the park. Instead, it's you wake up, you're in your robe and everything, and then you go through your portal, which would be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you walk into the park, and then bam, you're still immersed into that world. So it's literally you're in a completely different world. You're not at Disney anymore. You're at you're at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, no, it's genius. Really, think about that. It's like going to the ride and going to the shop, but like on a bigger scale. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. and if you're a Star Wars fan, like, yeah, I'm not too worried about Disney. I just want to be in the Star Wars land. It's like it's it's almost catered exactly for that fan. This is like next level stuff. Forget the days of us telling our our kids about riding on a mansion and pirates. You know, this is like this is a game. Yeah, changer. enjoy your little <laughs> dinky little ten minute ride through a haunted house, Dad. I lived an adventure on a space station. I mean, oh my god, this is just this is gorgeous. I, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm you're jealous. We're gonna be like too old to enjoy that's it. That's the thing. We're gonna be so old, and all this cool stuff is happening. And my little kid's not even gonna appreciate this. Well, you know, my like, daughter be old enough. She'd be like, "Well, I, I was still gonna put you in the home. Like, just let me fly the spaceship. Come on, now." I wonder too, like when um, when you're in the hotel or you're in your room, like if you're on a cruise ship, how you can kind of feel the ocean a little bit. Yeah. Like, will you feel like the walls vibrating slightly? Oh, or, that's a good thing. You know, things. Oh, man. That means you're you getting attacked. Right? <laughs> you <laughs> right. don't want like that. that be, no, you don't want that. I'm not paying $1,000 to be attacked. I get that at home. Oh, what if, like, you got an announcement? That, Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We are <laughs> currently going through an asteroid field. and uh, But don't worry. We're going to get the shield, the blasters. No, I'm sorry. The shield's on. And, deflectors. Yeah, the deflect shield's on, and uh, what you call You shouldn't feel anything. And all of a sudden, as you, as you hear this, 
like a split second or two later, you look outside your window and there's right. asteroids passing dude, you by. Dude, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I think wow. that's gonna be cool, man. Supernovas, comets, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Absolutely. Good job, Disney. Jeez, I'm good job. That. I mean, we knew about all this going into this, but I mean, they just fleshed it out that much more. And the concept art, it's just beautiful. I mean, I'm looking at, the other thing that gives me a little cause to pause is like the little rooms where you see the rooms that you're going to be staying in. They look a little bit like a cruise ship room. Yeah. Which for the theming purposes is cool, but it, it does seem a little crammed for $1,000 a night or $1,000 a night, as you put it. So I'm wondering again, with the, the compared to a cruise ship, you don't spend a lot of time in your room. I mean, you go there to sleep, but you you have so much activities on the ship that you know you really don't spend a lot of time in your room. So maybe again, maybe that's going to be very similar to here, where you're doing a lot of stuff inside the hotel, different activities, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, you awesome. know, I mean, that that would be the reason rooms would not be very spacious and you know fancy is that you're going to spend basically ninety percent of your time out in the hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you know, live-action role-playing, even... I, I, don't, I can't imagine that they have that much of a story outline because, I mean, obviously, if you're going to be there for a week, you, you do want to check out Animal Kingdom. You do want to check out Magic Kingdom. You do want to check out uh, Epcot. So, I mean... Or maybe they'll have an option. You can it, play as like you know, you can play as much or as little as you want. You gotta imagine if yeah. you're if you're a huge Star Wars fan, you've been in the parks plenty of times, and you're with you know some old folkies like us, and you're like, yeah, we can have see. like a galactic casino in there. Right, you can have shuffleboard or whatever. You know, well, no, <laughs> it's just a, 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 it's just a, it's a, it's the thing of saying, hey, look, it's a, it's his fandom. This is Disney saying, hey, look, you guys forgot we own all these properties. Here you go. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're like, I don't feel like seeing, I don't feel like walking like 80 miles and seeing all these different. Things. I just want to be in, you know, Star Wars world. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. You got like, you know, a little mile here and there. You can still be immersed in the world because there are some cats that are like way more fanatical and want to be in that world more than other stuff. All right. Well, let's let's move on now, okay? Because I think we've uh, spent a lot of time talking about Star Wars, and I knew we were because that's really the meat. Of, of where this is all coming from, where you really have a, an immersive land. Now we're going to start getting into individual items, individual attractions. So first thing is, and then we'll take a moment to mention this, is uh, Toy Story Land uh, opening summer 2018. So in a year, we'll have uh, Toy Story Land. And all they really mentioned is they kind of gave like a construction update and mentioned that the, uh, the, the they showed the Slinky Dog Coaster. That's coming along just fine. Looks cool. They talked about the entry looking nice. The new entry area that they have over there by Toy Story Mania, the the turntables of the yelling, swirling saucers were uh, in place and spinning already. So they're basically just giving us a construction update and giving us a hard date, I should say, that uh, they're going to be opening up 2018. You looking forward to Toy Story Land? Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty much what we've already talked about. It's the same in the same attractions we've already known about. So I mean, it'll be nice when it gets done. It'll be cool. Um, you know, thank God they got Toy Story Four coming out. I guess. Uh, to support it, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know how excited you can get about toys, another Toy Story universe. Thanks, Peter. All right, Lee. <laughs> okay, Lee, cool. what, what are your Lee. thoughts on? <laughs> um, I'm excited for it. I mean, I have a bias, obviously, since I was friends with Buzz. Um, but, uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm excited for it because I think it, it, it opens up more kid-friendly rides at the park. Because, um, I mean, right now when you go to Hollywood Studios, it's Star Tours or 
uh, Toys, Toy Story Mania. And, um, and then you got all the shows. But I think this kind of gives a new feel for like some, some more family-friendly rides. Um, and yeah, I, I'm excited for it. The, the big thing is I'm more upset that, I know we're not going to talk about Disneyland, but I'm more upset that big Pixar expansions happen at Disneyland opposed to yes. Disney World. But that's another time and place. Well, we, we can get into Marvel if you want to. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you and Eli, y'all, y'all can trade blows. And we one day will go into the Disneyland stuff because there's more than enough stuff to get into of that as well. But do you want to mention a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, let them have it. Stick it in ahead. there. So Pixar Fest uh, was announced, which is going to be a uh, complete takeover of uh, be- believe uh, Main Street, wasn't it? Yeah. Like they, they were showing switching the- over the parade, yes. the, uh, Pixar parade to Disneyland, and they're going to bring Paint the Night mm-hmm. to California Adventure. And I saw a lot of mixed reactions about that, but um, they're changing Paradise Pier to uh, Pixar Pier, yeah, um, which is going to be a big thing, and then. Um, uh, John Lasseter came out and uh, surprised everybody about yeah. that. And uh, he brought up uh, how they were going to have a Pixar Halloween um, uh, party in that uh, Cars was Land. Oh, oh, man, I, I want to see that so bad. That is going to be incredible. And any time he's involved with something, like you saw how passionate he was mm-hmm. about it. That is why I was excited more for Pixar Fest for next year opposed to just the regular Toy Story mm-hmm. Land. Um, the only good thing is like Toy Story Land obviously will bring more attractions and things to a park that is struggling right now with the massive expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think short term, it'll be good. And like, obviously it's going to get lost though in translation once star Wars takes over. So yeah, I think for the next couple of years, it'll be good and a nice ad- addition, but yeah, definitely jealous of Disneyland with uh, Pixar. I, tell you, I think that that reaction that you, you heard about paint the night was the Disney world people in there. Are like, wait a minute, they get two parades. <laughs> they get true. wait they get our parade and they get to keep their parade mm-hmm. and they get a new fight wait what what's this I, foolishness I, are you setting, are you setting me up for a transition I, I might be setting you up for a transition <laughs> so before we move on the one thing that i think a lot of people overlooked was during the beginning of this this con- this press conference and this announcement um they said that they were going to be announcing a lot of things and then withholding some things because they didn't want to announce everything. And then they discussed, not really discussed, but they presented an old commercial for the return of the electric, Main Street Electrical Parade to Disneyland. But right before that, he mentioned the warehouse that they mm-hmm. hold all their old props and ride vehicles and obviously their parade vehicles. And Disney is very careful with how they present things and there's no there's not just oh we're just going to add some content into this presentation yeah everything's chosen yes there was something behind that they mentioned that they they were going to be doing a lot of amazing things for magic kingdom's 50th and so saying that and then showing that commercial complete speculation and just praying living on a prayer that it might be hinting towards Spectro Magic since there's not a nighttime parade right now. Mm-hmm. They have not trained any of the, our, the entertainers out there, any of the movers. They have not discussed with them any type of new parade coming up currently. There's a big void. I mean, obviously, the, yes. new, the new castle show and the, um, the new fireworks show is, is incredible right now, but there's still that missing void. And what better way 
to celebrate 50 years of Magic Kingdom than to bring back my personal favorite parade. I mean, Petro Magic. Yeah. Petro Magic. And they could still do it. And I know, I know that in 2013, when I was there, floats were being broken down. Mm-hmm. Still. And they were being transported. So that was a big thing. One of the cruelest things happened, though, in 2013 was on April Fool's Day, a cast member went and posted flyers in the Utilidors underneath Magic Kingdom saying that for one night only as part of Limited Time Magic, Spectrum Magic was going to be playing that night. <laughs> and I got so excited. I posted Facebook statuses. <laughs> I looked like the biggest ass in the world <laughs> because people were like, yeah, you realize it's April 1st, right? Gotcha. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> it, was the, it was the best, cruelest joke ever. But I, there's something behind that. Now, people listening that are like, oh, this dude's bringing up Spectrum Magic. Because Spectrum Magic was so amazing for so many people. Mm-hmm. It might not necessarily be that, but something was there. There's a reason why they referenced that video that they played last year at D23. There's a reason why it was played and then they just went flying past it and transitioned into a Star Wars announcement. Something I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record and say something is gonna be announced for Magic Kingdom and because it tied in with the parade, I guarantee it'll be a new nighttime parade and I would love to see Spectrum Magic come back. Put your and, money on it. And then look, Peter has got the end road. He he knows performers down there, he talks to people, so um I would like to see us get Paint the Night. Paint the Night would be my preference, just because it's never run at the kingdom before. But you, you mentioned before that there were some sound system problems, and I, that's why we never got it. Yes, I know I know. Um, Disneyland had uh, a major upgrade with their audio systems, and mm-hmm. then um, when the daytime parade at uh, Magic Kingdom came in, they had a delay because of the audio equipment that needed to be installed. Um, Disney has been... Uh, frugal is probably the best word um, about spending lately and so they've been trying to cut their cost on different things so for them to want to bring in something they're going to want to incorporate it into the already installed audio systems and things that they already have and all the lighting mechanisms that uh, that translate all the codes to the floats and everything so paint the night would be amazing to get at Magic Kingdom I just think there's so much technological upgrades that would have to happen for that that hey maybe they've already been doing that they mm-hmm. might have been doing that. I know the projectors um, for the Star Wars show at uh, Hollywood Studios right now. I know each projector, single projector, costs seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. So Disney is spending money on those things. Um, if they if they want to bring in something like that, I think they just need to they need to use what they already have. I mean, unless Disney's just going to be Disney and they're just going to spend it, spend it, and make the upgrades and then give the fans what they want. They charge them two thousand dollars stay in the room. <laughs> well, when you get the Iggy from one of your friends, they'd be like, "Hey, we're practicing. You let us know. We'll have you right back on the show." Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey. All right. So moving on from Toy Story Land, that went a little bit longer than I thought, but that's that's actually really good information because uh, I, I know a lot of people are wondering when Walt Disney World is going to get a parade again, right. and it is suspicious that at D twenty three, when they're talking about things that are going to be happening for the fiftieth, they haven't addressed the parade, and hopefully that'll be be addressed within the coming year. And hopefully within our lifetime. Uh, so next, still staying in the studio. Studios, like I said, need a lot of love. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Love it! Yes. First ever Mickey-themed ride-through attraction. And I notice how they put ride-through attraction because there have been Mickey attractions, but the first ever ride-through. Uh-huh. Mickey. <laughs> Very good. I like that. Um, man, this... Uh, this was amazing, and 
this is going to be based upon the Mickey Mouse shorts that you're seeing airing right now. And the animation is a little Ren and Stimpy-ish. I, I might be like dating myself. It's a little, it's a little way out. Huh? It's a little creepy. Mm. It is. There, yeah, there's some episodes in there where, like, Mickey goes, like, ro- like roid rage and, like, starts screaming at people and... Like he transformed. Like it's it's really it's 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 unique. It's mm-hmm. different. But the thing that I like about Disney and what they've done with Mickey is that over the years they've changed Mickey to relate to the current generation. And so all of these kids nowadays are growing up in this crazy freaking social media world and everything. And I think that it fits. It fits that. It fits this generation. This now. generation could be mm-hmm. serial killers. <laughs> You Wait, scared Mickey's me right now. now. Mickey's not a serial killer. I don't killer. think he's... I mean, no, no, what I'm saying is you say he, he was roid rage. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah. There, there, yeah, there's a really... It's, I, don't, I can't remember what the episode's actually called. There's that one, and there's one where he's a, um, he's in India as a, uh, a pedal, a petty cart driver. Yeah, like, okay, okay. It's, it's, all, it's, it's all different. It's not, the, it's not the classic Mickey Mouse that you grew up on. It's not... Well, the classic Mickey Mouse, like the original black and white cartoons, had a temper. He, he did. Would, he did. Would, this is this is far far different. <laughs> I was saying oh, I hear roared rage. Yeah, like it's like I can't even remember the exact thing, but it's like if Pluto comes in the room and like has wet feet or mud on his feet, Mickey's just like ah, and just like freaks <laughs> out, and then it's like yeah, it, it's it's insane. It's it's a different side of Mickey. It's more. It's a little bit more edgy. Okay. Um, okay. To be honest, but um, it's 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 unique, and it, and the thing is, is today's generation appreciate it and like it. And so when you go to Disney Park Resorts, what's funny now is when you're going into the resorts and you have a little kitty area where the TV's on, mm-hmm. that's all they have on yes. pretty much now. It's those shorts. And it, you go to the Disney store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Disney store has them too. And I actually yeah. worked at the Disney store here in uh, Metairie oh, wow. uh, for about a year. Um, love those people. But uh, yeah, that is one of the, that's actually where I was first exposed to it was at the Disney store. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, it, but it's, it is, it's different. And you actually can look at this, this button right here. And this is pretty much... Yeah, I mean they've yeah they, they've they've incorporated it and they've incorporated this new this new style edgy Mickey Mouse, um, but I think it allows more more creative things to happen that are outside of the norm for like Steamboat Mickey mm-hmm. or the classic Mickey Mouse from like Sorcerer's Apprentice and stuff. I think this allows you to do more crazy antics and everything because the whole premise of this ride is that. Mickey and Minnie, or uh, I believe, going on a picnic. Yes, and um, they're driving along, and then they see Goofy driving a train. Yes. So obviously, <laughs> what could go wrong with that if Goofy's <laughs> the conductor? And then somehow you wind up because the the attraction is Runaway Railway. <laughs> railway. So obviously, you wind up on the train in some sort of fashion, and Goofy is your conductor. Wow. And you're going to be with Mickey and Minnie. So I think that whole storyline. Because of the way that this, this, this cartoon version of Mickey now is drawn, I think anything is possible with this. That you could, you could wind up being in the sky on a train. You could, I mean, in, in the technology behind this. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. I was like, man, I was watching this thing, and I thought to myself, oh, why'd they have to pick that version of Mickey? I don't know about this. And then they displayed where they took one scene and it transitioned over to another scene. It was just like a little 10-second little clip, maybe even less, where they transitioned one nighttime scene with trees into a, like a cityscape. And it was beautiful. And it's like, man, we're going to be transported into a real live-action cartoon. This is gorgeous. And I don't know about you, uh, Pete. I-, I saw this. I don't know if this is from an old short 
or this is footage from what they're testing out for this, but they showed footage of the characters walking around the Disney parks, walking out in front of the, uh, what you call it, uh, Penny Arcade mm-hmm. and all of that kind of thing. So I don't know if that was footage from another short that I just haven't seen or if, you know, it's part of this ride, you're going to be going into the parks. Yeah, I mean, I believe anything's possible with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the cool thing is when they, when they talked about the footage that it's, they jokingly said it was two and a half D. Yes. But then when they, so when they showed the, the montage of the, uh, the Imagineers working on the, the mock-up, which they said that it was a 35-foot screen, yeah. which instantly you think of similar things to uh, Disney Pirates Shanghai. Yeah. Right. Um, but when the screen was off and they zoomed in on the screen, you could see that the screen was projected outward at some parts towards, uh, I believe, where the ride vehicle would be. And um, what I was talking to you earlier about was mm-hmm. that um, the the building itself, because they're they're they announced that it's going to be a great, great movie ride is going to be closing on August thirteenth, uh, I believe. Yes. Um. So that building itself is is very compact. Mm-hmm. Um. It's there's not a lot of space to do too many crazy things with a longer track design. Mm-hmm. So I I think that this technology is going to help them stagger out ride vehicles and then you can go through two or three scenes at a time in each room mm-hmm. and make it feel like you're constantly moving and you're going yeah, yeah. but in reality you're actually staying, staying still, still. Yeah. I, I'm, I, this is going to be one of those rides that I will actually probably be more excited to see uh, once it's officially open and ready to go because it, it, it is different and plus I'm a big uh, uh, Hidden Mickey fan and because they said that this is going to have more Hidden Mickeys than any other attraction they've ever built and you'll never be able to find them all and that's coming from their president's mouth like I I, I think that was tongue in cheek because Mickey will be on screen the entire yeah. time right yeah. Yeah. Smooth. he's yeah. running the camera but, yeah this is like and this is what is so great about this D23 presentation is because and this is like uh, going to Kevin's uh, thing he's always talking about Disney man it's like they come up with new rides here and there but they never introduce new ride systems this is just like, you know, with, with Star Wars breaking the barrier and coming up with new technology and the way they tell stories there. This is a brand, this is a unique attraction. I've never seen anything like this. The closest we got to this, I want to say, was they, they used, there was a rumor back in the day where when Roger, Roger Rabbit was hot, they were going to do Roger Rabbit's runaway cartoon trolley where you were going to go to Cartoon Land or what, was it called Cartoon Land in the movie? I can't remember what it was. Uh, Toon World. Toon World. Yeah. Toon Town. Toon Town. I'm sorry. It was Toon Town. And you were going to take board a trolley and all these things were going to happen around you and you were going to be transported into a cartoon. This is that project 10 times over. On steroids, as you might say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Lord Rage is it. Um, but, ah, man, it is amazing. And the best part about it is like they're talking about this tune. No 3D glasses. This is all going to take place in front of your very eyes. I mean, that is... So cool. That shows a confidence in how cool and how sharp this is going to look, that you're not going to rely on eye tricks to trick you that things are, are coming out at you and better than what they seem. Now, having said that, you just touched on something I wanted to get to. It's taking the place of the great movie ride. What are your thoughts? Happy it, to see it, Joe? No problem. Yeah, it, it should. I no mean, problem. I mean, the, the main thing is, is this is, you know, Mickey is... Boom! Your 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 mascot, your face, if you will, and uh, I think I've said the face it before. that runs the place exactly. All and, started with him, and uh, and he should have had a ride a long time ago. So yeah, I have no problem with that. Now I'm scared that you know I want to see the ride, but you scared me a little bit, Pete. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't make me cry, but you scared me a little bit. I, I don't I don't know if I want Mickey to wig out on me. I can't handle that, but I think. It, Mickey deserves a ride. It's a long time coming. Absolutely. Great movie ride. It's a good ride. 
but it's like a chill ride, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. more surprises around any corner. They never exactly. tried to update it. They never tried to take care of it in the way it should have been. Peter, any t- any problems? Yeah, um, I, I remember growing up going on a great movie ride, and I used to be terrified of it because of the whole gangster scene. And, oh, I thought um, you were going to say aliens. You yeah. like Jimmy Cagney? Oh, the the alien thing. I, at that point, I was already my head at the gangster scene was in my mom's lap the rest of the ride. <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I didn't even see that. That voice, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think over the years, like it just it, it it it's a classic ride, and the people that love it and they're upset that it's leaving, I understand because a lot of people hate losing the classic rides they grew up with. But the only major change they've ever done was recently they got rid of um, a lot of the the talking from your host, and you have yeah. that. Um, the the audio recording that yeah. plays now, and then the ending video montage changed. Yeah. Um, it, it it's it, it's been long overdue for some kind of major overhaul, overhaul. And every the last couple times I've went, I've always had an actor that just cannot like speak well and deliver their lines. And so it's just like I know what was happening, but like I would look around at people and they're just like, what what are they saying? It's like. Mind your P's and Q's, and, Q's and nobody's yeah. gonna get hurt. But it, it, in reality, it was like, mind your P's and Q's, and nobody's gonna get hurt. And it's like, people were like, what are they saying? And, so, and that's the thing, like, that should have been an entertainment role altogether, but that's yeah. still an attractions role. And so half of those people aren't trained in theater or trained in delivering that. And then you get the shy guy that's the gangster, and he's just like, yeah, give me your purse, lady, please. <laughs> Top of the world, Ma. Top yeah. of the world. And so it's, uh, I think it's good. And I have, I have timid gangster. Yeah, yeah that timid, doesn't timid work. Gangster, yeah. yeah, and the 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 cowboy that's from like Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so and I have and I have dear friends that have been working on that ride since I started there, and so they've been there for for four or five years now. And uh, I, I just I think it's time for a change. And then for the business aspect of it, it's going to save a lot more money by getting rid of those those elements and the the, the labor cost for that. So you've got friends that do that they, that that worked on that attraction. Do yeah. they? I gotta uh, let me ask this real quick. Uh, do they hate that role because it's it's some of that like it, it's got to be repetitive doing that routine and not being like a Jungle Cruise skipper can vary the jokes here to there. Just be like you know what I'm going to have a little fun with this. I mean, it is scripted, and it's every yeah. So it's scripted for a reason. And the thing, the funny thing with Jungle Cruise is that they have multiple jokes written in their script, and so they can cycle through their mm-hmm. stuff. Um, which a really cool experience happened on Jungle Cruise. I know I'm going to go off a complete tangent now. Um, that's right. As long as you're prepared to stay past ten thirty, <laughs> that's fine. I, I've already canceled my stuff. Um, so uh, during my during my CP. Um, I got a magic moment where I actually got to be the uh, the skipper. Um, I we we did it. We did one. We did one circle of. We did the ride. Got through, and then at the end, we were talking to the skipper, and we were like, "Yeah, like we're all CPs." And um, and I told her I was like, "It's been one of my like biggest dreams to just tell one joke on the Jungle Cruise." And so she's like, "Hey, I'll wait right here." So she let everybody off the the boat, and she looks at her coordinator. She goes, "Hey, I'm going to do a magic moment," and we sped through the loading dock. And she goes, here you go. And she let me have the walkie the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I could tell any joke I wanted to an extent. Um, <laughs> but I got to do that. And then she was telling us as we were going, like what was able to be said at certain places. And it, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. But learning that and talking to those people and having friends that do that, um, the scripts are very, very protected. And there's some, some leeway to kind of 
steer away from the script every now and then, but it has to be within the realm of what they expect. I had a couple of friends that really loved doing it because they always wanted to be in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was like their, their entryway to be like, oh yeah, like I, I get to do this and I get to perform. And I, one, of, one of my buddies, he was, he was a big theater major. So it actually worked out perfectly for him. So he was, he was one of the best. And that's not a biased thing at all. Like he actually would sell his gangster role all the time. And mm-hmm. I loved being able to go watch him do it. But then you had some people that I knew that were just like, they would get their, their notification that was going to be their role. And they were like, oh my God, kill me. Like, <laughs> because they have to do that the entire day. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, does, it does get repetitive. It's the same principle as sitting in the same area at Small World for three hours telling mm-hmm. people to wait and how many years in your party. Yeah. And you hear the damn song the entire time. Same principle. Um, but it's, um, I think it's definitely due for a change. So okay, so Mi- Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, we're all happy about that. That's what I'm. Yeah, it's cool. It's his house. Yes, it's his house. We just pay to be there. All right, <laughs> moving on. So war. we're finally going to be leaving uh, Hollywood Studios, and there's a few things that could possibly still be happening in the studios. Uh, but let's move on to Epcot. Ratatouille, the ride from France. I was in France. I wanted to ride it, but it wasn't finished being built when we were over there. Um, and go figure. I haven't been able to go back to, to Europe in a It's kind of tough to get Yeah, with there. a kid and all that. But uh, so, yeah, Disney's Pixar's Rod Tattooie is coming. To you. Again, this is cool. I love the fact that we're starting to get to that point where now attractions like, you know, yes, Mexico had El Rio de Tiempo, then they get the three Caballeros. And then Norway has uh, Maelstrom, and then you get Frozen Ever After. And you, everyone else is saying, what about the rides that have no attractions? Now we're getting attractions in areas that we never had attractions before. So hopefully this is the start of a, of a trend where, you know, who knows? Germany's got the space. Japan's got the space. I'm hoping this is the start of a trend. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most of us are familiar with the Ratatouille concept. You shrink down, you're in the kitchen, you're running around. YouTube it, the ride's already online. It's pretty much going to be similar. Uh, and according to uh, D23, the, the attractions are going to be opening in time. This is going to be something you're going to be hearing a lot of. The attractions will be open in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World in 2021. So, yeah, it's my favorite Pixar movie, Ratatouille. I, I, now I'm really excited that, that they're doing something with it because Ratatouille should be getting more love. Pete? Yeah, um, <laughs> I've actually never seen Ratatouille. Oh my God! You gotta go see Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, You'd I, love that's, it. That's, that's that kills a lot of people. I um, it's a really really good movie. Yeah, I never saw Ratatouille. I know about the attraction. I've seen the the the, the point of view uh, ride uh, in Paris, and it's a, it's a beautiful attraction. And yeah. um, I think it's gonna fit really well. Um, the way that they have the back of house area of Epcot laid out is um, there's so much space back there, mm-hmm. so much space to add so much more things. Yeah. And when, when they originally designed Epcot, they left like, like open areas to mm-hmm. put more countries in. And one of the original countries that was going to be in there was Switzerland. Yeah. And they were going to have their own... Um, Matterhorn. Matterhorn. And that never happened. Yeah. Um, they, because how they fund it was obviously with uh, the countries putting funding up and everything. And um, they, I think that over the next several years, there's going to be added countries and added attractions and they they hinted towards that um when the, yeah, the they, they said that they they wanted to um incorporate more of the inspired lands from the disney movies um 
into Epcot because it makes sense. And they, they, they obviously referenced um, the Frozen Ever After ride. Yeah. And, and so having Ratatouille now in Paris makes complete sense. But there's so many different things that you could do now. Um, and I think that this is a great stepping stone for Disney to do a major upgrade for Epcot and give it some more flair in the World Showcase. And I know a lot of Epcot purists don't like that. They don't like the idea of these movies invading territory. I love it. Because having a kid now, World Showcase is my favorite part of, the, of, the, of Epcot. It's their least favorite part because there's the least amount of stuff for them to do. Go to a country, I get to sample drinks, and we get to stand in line so they can see a cool ride based on the character that they know. They get to have that experience. I get to experience like what it feels like to step foot in Germany, get, enjoy an adult beverage. And being able to do that, and my kid can go on an attraction so they can enjoy it as well because I want to be in the World Showcase. My kid can't wait to leave the World Showcase. Yeah. So that helps. That helps parents if those, each one of those uh, uh, civilians had, you know, uh, uh, an attraction. Oh, right. So, yeah. 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 So, so adults can drink around the world and yeah. kids can <laughs> ride around the world. Yeah. You know, and as a travel agent, that's going to be a big help for us, too, because at this point, someone says to me, like, hey, we can only go four days. I'm like, well, you might not want to go to Epcot then. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. I'd rather see you spend two days at Magic Kingdom than one day at Magic Kingdom and two days at Epcot. But that changes the game when you can start saying, no, I mean, you, you're going to miss this, 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 and this if you don't go to Epcot. You know, you guys should find a way to, you know, do five days instead of four. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next up is they have a space restaurant opening up. We touched on this previously. It's going to be uh, right adjacent to uh, Mission Space. Going to invite guests to travel into space for an amazing dining experience that is out of this world. Uh, the new restaurant will be operated by the Patina Restaurant Group, uh, and they currently operate several other Disney restaurants, including Tutto Italia, Via Napoli, and Morimoto Asia. And if you listen to Aaron and I's trip report, um, Morimoto Asia can use some love. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, like this. I mean, my God. If you're in this space, if you're a sci-fi, dude, you are in heaven. All day. Star Wars, space restaurants, and, God, cantinas. I mean, this is... Anti-gravity boba balls. This was a shock. This was the first legit shock. Why Um, is that? Because this was not rumored. There was nothing... nothing Yeah, there was no rumors about this. ...about the space restaurant. This just kind of came out of nowhere. It was a slap to the side of the head. It was like... Wait, this isn't going on in the Star Wars land. This is something separate in Epcot. And what's cool about this is it like, gives the Epcot purists who love Horizons, who love that idea that you're in a future world, it gives them something to feed off of there. They and, should. Mm. and then the concept work with artwork with Wally and Eve going by the window. I mean, that was just gorgeous. So I, I loved it. I know we talked briefly about it earlier. All of us like it. Everything good. Cool with that. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think and it, it also gives you another option other than uh, Garden Grill for uh, for something outside of World Showcase. Definitely, definitely. I think you one know? of the coolest things so, about yeah. this is now you can go to Living uh, Living with the Seas and you can go eat underwater, and now wow. you can go to Mission Space and go eat in space. So it's literally the lowest points and the highest points ever. Underlying symbolism for Disney is like anything's possible. No matter where you're at in life, low point, high point, whatever. That's like, great. It's, All in. It's great All symbolism in. there, man. Yeah. And so, like you said, very, very big shock. Because uh, the only thing we knew about was the, uh, the upgrade uh, mm-hmm. to Mission Space, the added mission. Um, yes. the, the modified mission um, for, I uh, believe, the green group. So it's, yes. kids are going to be more kid-friendly. Love that. Yeah, I think it's Love amazing. That. You know what they call it? 
soaring over planet Earth. That's what they made it akin to. They took a, an attraction that most people are like, I don't want to get sick <laughs> on, and they <laughs> equated it to probably the nicest, most pleasant ride at Epcot, which is soaring. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, I'm in. And it's going to be done by the time we get over there in, in October, so I'll definitely be on there. I'm with that. Get to fly over Earth, do like an orbital tour of the Earth. That, that sounded beautiful. Good. Yeah. I don't need a cane. That's great. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and one of the big things or is... Or vomit bag. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, when, um, when, all, <laughs> when all of the, um, when all of the, the unfortunate incidents happened with uh, guests um, with that ride, and they had to come up with the less intense version of that attraction... Disney prided itself saying this was going to be the first attraction where there's two versions of it. However, it really wasn't true two different versions. It was one version spun you, one didn't. This is now going to finally be two different versions of yes. the ride where one is going to be the intense mission mm-hmm. and then the other is going to be the family-friendly, you know what, maybe maybe going to Mars isn't that, that bad of a thing for you and nothing's <laughs> going to go wrong. Um, and that's that's what I'm kind of excited for. Obviously, yeah. I want to ha- start having a family and everything, and so being able to experience that with my future kids and everything is going to be amazing. Yeah, they've just breathed new life into an attraction that pretty much had no weight. No one was dying to get into that. Now, all of a sudden, I think they just opened it up for a lot more people to go in there and experience a, a good attraction. So I'm happy about this. All right, so... Oh, one more thing about the Space Restaurant real quick before we move on from that. More good news here nothing's going away to make place for it. I mean, that's one of the things about Disney that's always been the truth is when something comes in, something's going out. Right. Not going to be the case. It's going to be unused land between Mission Space and Test Track. Oh, some good hamburgers. Yeah. So, there you go. All right. Probably the creme de la creme. Boom. Guardians of the Galaxy. Boom. (laughs) Ellen is no more. They're shipping her out. No more whimsical music. Yes. Young Bill Nye, young Ellen, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Stupid Judy. Yeah, it is. Judy, stupid. Oh, yeah, you're right now. I forgot about Jamie Lee. <laughs> right. <laughs> we didn't get much detail on the way of the Gardens of the Galaxy attraction, but one of the coolest moments is that somehow, and they, they, they said this, I got to imagine they're somehow tying this into the ride, was that this is going to have something to do with a young Peter Quill visiting Epcot when he was a boy before he got abducted. And I guess wanting to come back and maybe show the Guardians how cool Epcot was. And hence, this this is going to be totally new. It's not have nothing to do, from what I can tell at least, when it's been reported, have nothing to do with the mission breakout, which is really just an overlay of Tower of Terror. This is going to be something uniquely created for Universe of Energy. I hope they don't try to make Rocket like a mascot or something like that. Well, if you look at the concept art, you see a thing where people are gathering. And it looks kind of like an instructional video. You see a ship there, and you see what looks like it's going to be an animatronic rocket, kind of like similar to what you see in Mission Breakout. But what you don't see in Mission Breakout and you see here is what looks to be an animatronic Groot. I was so really close cool. to what I was saying before with the, with the Groot treehouse and the rocket breaking in. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's a cooler concept than what I had, but still. So a little bit of Marvel love on the on the Infinity uh, Wars coming East up. Coast. Uh, that's not so bad. I'm not gonna jump into that because I know it's getting late. But, but I want a piece of that hey, trailer. So if this is a situation where Peter Quill steps off, you know, the ship and wants to show all his new friends how cool Epcot is, is he gonna step off and go, 
man, what happened? <laughs> Horizon? This used to be Horizons here. There used to be this cool club here. <laughs> Where's the kitchen That's cabaret? Cool yeah. Where's the kitchen cabaret? Benji, Benji, Fruit Fruit. <laughs> man, what the hell? Kurt Russell, <laughs> damn you! <laughs> that would be awesome, Lee. I like that. I like that idea of that. You know what, what? What is a bummer about this is that the University of Energy will have its last day of operation on August thirteenth, twenty seventeen. So not much time if you were no. a fan of the ride to get back there and yeah. uh, experience that for the last time, which is unfortunate. But um, so yeah, I wish we had more to report on this, but I'm excited about this. I I, I love this Guardians franchise minus the second movie but i like where marvel's going with it all right so last up in epcot will probably this is what you're all been waiting for the most exciting development the china pavilion and world showcase is getting a new film (laughs) now come on contain yourselves we might have to take a breather real quick oh my god (laughs) break it, we I saved the best for last. I, yeah, right? <laughs> another attraction I won't see in Epcot. <laughs> it should be like Bruce Lee. There's a Bruce Lee movie in there. It'd be good. Well, it will be a Circle Vision 360 film, so that is cool that they're, they're doing the Circle Vision again, going back to Walt's original roots, and they've transitioned to a digital seamless display. It's all good and everything like that, but uh, yeah, anybody care? I think I think if they do it where Martin Short walks over from O Canada and goes and hosts the show in China, I think 100% I will be at that show throughout the entire day, listening to him do a really great Chinese accent and talking about China culture. Oh, yeah, that would be hilarious. As long as he does it as his Three Amigos character, Ned. You know, you know, it's like, I was going to say, that like the, what was it? What he used to be on uh, SCTV, but he used to have like oh, the- Oh, Ed Grimsley? Ed Grimsley, Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're saving the, the park that we all love. Bring it! To the very end. Blizzard the Beach. Magic key. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> that Blizzard Beach. But we're talking yeah! About, talking about a different park. All right. yeah. Oh, Magic Kingdom. Is that- <laughs> oh, that place? <laughs> all right, Magic Kingdom. Big news here. Peter, this is going to be uh, close. I'm going to let you go off on this first, man, because you've actually written what's coming here to the Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland the Tron coaster oh, is yes. going to be built in a brand new area besides Space Mountain and will open in time again for the 50th, 2021. Book your, what your travel agent. Oh, Not boy. yet, but, but two years from now. Yeah. Um, the future. Tron coaster coming to the Magic Kingdom, man. All the right. grid let us in. What do you think? Um, I honestly was completely shocked by this. And there, the rumors were there for the past few weeks that... Tron was going to be coming to Magic Kingdom, but one of the things that we talked about when I was here last time was the difficulty with the ride vehicle itself yes. um, based off how it's, you ride it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who haven't seen video, um, one, go watch the video right now. Um, I mean, it is, it is a one-of-a-kind attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen the Tron movies, it, you literally are on your stomach on a motorcycle and your legs are locked in, and you are laying down on an amazing, amazing roller coaster. Um, my, my biggest thing was when we were out in China, the way that it, it's set up is you have to, like, throw your leg over the seat. You lay down on your stomach. They bring the harness onto your back to secure you in. And then once that happens, two metal bars pop out of the sides right behind your kneecaps. Mm-hmm. So... Instantly looking at all of that, if you're pregnant, <laughs> if you have prosthetic legs, mm-hmm. 
if you're an elderly person that can't really move their feet high or their knees high, mm-hmm. you're going to have a, a difficult time riding this. And one of the things I noticed in, in Shanghai, China, was that there was no ADA seating. And, they, and it's obvious because they don't have ADA laws in China. And so me and Kevin, when we were out there, we talked about that. And it was very odd. And it's, it's an amazing attraction. And so seeing that it's finally announced, they obviously have to do some modifications to some of the ride vehicles for people of all walks of life to be able to enjoy it yeah um i mean just the fact that the average american's a lot fatter than most people <laughs> well, you pregnant, i mean that's just fat. a fact of life dude yeah well and that's and he I'm, just I'm, goes right to it there's yeah. a lot of fat there's, people yeah. out there well, yeah. i mean i'm one of them <laughs> <laughs> you know? well it's it's motorcycle funny. might get stuck with my gut blocking it i don't well it's funny he mentions that because one of the reasons right now that avatar flight of passage has been going down lately is because people are too big to actually get on the banshee. Oh no! Yeah, so that's actually absolutely. causing an e stop. People on the are ride. breaking banshees. The back. banshee falls down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's back. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> but that but that's that's one of the big things right now. And I don't think that Disney Imagineering anticipated that. Obviously, they have to think about. How, how did they not though? I mean, they should have learned a lesson from Harry Potter. Harry Potter had the same problem. They did, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and they had to put, you know, sample ride vehicles out just to make sure. Hey, before you wait in line for this thing, try this out and see if you can get on here. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand how they didn't know that. Um, you got the same issue going on in uh, the new Volcano Bay, whatever Volcano Water Park. Uh, you, there's a certain ride. There's a lot of those water rides that if you're over 200 pounds, you can't get on them. Um, I mean, that, counts lot, that counts probably half the you know American male population out right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, I don't understand why they're not thinking of these things, you know, as they're designing these attractions. Yeah, so I think I think Disney though, because the the ride is uh, sponsored by Chevrolet in um, mm-hmm. in China, and they do an amazing um, uh, car show immediately after you exit the ride, and um, it's a lot of concept vehicles that. Chevrolet is making and they plan on producing in like 2045 and they have some really great things. It's, it's pretty similar to the, um, the first test track, uh, showcase room where they had all those amazing, um, prototype cars and things. Yeah. Um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's definitely going to take some time for them to figure out how to do this. Uh, I, I feel like certain ride vehicles, um, are going to have, like a handicapped area where you might not necessarily be laying down, but you might be sitting and strapped in, mm-hmm. um, in kind of like a, almost like a sidecar type deal with their, their motorcycles. Um, I just, I don't see them doing it the same exact way they have in China, just because there would be so many complaints about it. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the big thing that a lot of people were expecting was that, uh, speedway was going to close. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the concept art came out, and Speedway's still there, yes. which is a beautiful thing. So a lot Along of, with the People Mover, which was yes. another one that people were mm-hmm. afraid of. And I think a lot of people were like hoping Stitch would secretly uh, go away. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. Just there was no bit. chance this was going to affect Stitch. Yeah, not at all. Um, the, the only thing I think uh, cosmetically it's going to affect um, is that walkway that they have. Um, I call it the magic walkway. I love that walkway. Yeah, I mean, it's. I used to actually go watch uh, Wishes from back there. because. Really? Um, the clearing, there's no trees at a mm-hmm. certain, like right in the middle of that. And so you saw the fireworks with no people in front of you. It was, it was the most beautiful thing to go watch that. Mm-hmm. I used to go take girls out on dates back there. That was great. Hey girl, I got the secret spot. <laughs> right on, and then, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the one thing it would probably affect. And then looking at where the concept art had it going back behind the park, the, um, the employee access road to get to Casimir parking, um, 
is the only other thing back there. So that street was probably going to have to be modified at some point. Uh, and then the, uh, there's a, like a, a retention pond back there as well. Mm-hmm. I think that those are the only two things that really get affected. Um, and I mean, I, I was just shocked that nothing, no attractions changed. Yeah, honestly. me too. Um, yeah. yeah. The only, the, well, what I do think you do lose also, you know, if I'm going to pick nits here, is that one, it seems very close. I mean, Space Mountain is such an iconic structure. For it to be so close, they're almost jammed in tight over there, uh, where you have these big, beautiful buildings, one right next to each other. It kind of seems like a little bit too much in one location. I would have almost preferred them. Like, would you, let's say you had to do, like they said, you know what, we're putting it where the Speedway is. Would you have had a problem with them doing with the Speedway to put this here? Not really. I wouldn't have minded. Yeah, uh, I don't mind at all. Yeah. Um, I think most people are more upset about Great Movie Ride than anything else. Really? Um, I'm uh, heard just, that. Well, I've, I'm not a lot, but I am hearing you know a little buzz here and there, a little little pushback. But yeah, I haven't heard one person complain about the speedway going away. When you know, like maybe all six people that enjoyed it in, in, of all the Disney people that have ever gone to Disney. Well, it's not so speedy for one. Right, that's what I was going to say. You have yeah, like a very misleading title. Yes. Um, but it does look like, in the concept art at least, it does look like it's getting somewhat of a makeover. I can't tell because of different colored blurb, blurs that you see there, but I mean, it's a little bit, the, the design of the track is a little bit more floral to begin with. I mean, you should just call it the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Ride. <laughs> I would love to have seen the Speedway go away, but I guess if you can keep it, you know, and have it, you know, for people that like it, they're cool, whatever. Yeah. The other thing, Tron. What do y'all think about them adding Tron? I mean, it used to be like you really, in order to get a ride, like it took forever to get a mermaid ride in a Disney park. It took forever to get an attraction uh, based on um, a movie property. A movie property that was successful. They, they like to make sure that before we make this into an attraction, we want to know we've got a runaway hit. We want to be absolutely positive we've got a runaway hit on our hands. Tron is not what I would call a runaway hit. Well, see, that's the tricky it's part. It's a great concept. We remember Tron, the original Tron, and then they had the sequel, Tron Legacy. So now you have, like, uh, I mean, I'm not throwing out your age here, Pete, but, like, Danny and I are older, right? So we remember the first Tron. Yeah. And they're, like, young at heart. There yes. you go. And uh, say, like, a cat your age, right? I mean, Tron Legacy will come out like right, you know, right there in your prime. So now you have two generations right there that are both able to have uh, families of their own and a generation of their own. So they can go back and say, hey, look, check this out. Check out this ride. So it's kind of like a twofold thing, the way I would see that. That makes sense. Let me ask you this. Just a quick, quick question. Tron ride or, say, a Wally attraction? Tron. Tron. Yeah. yeah, I mean, unless you could, unless you could sell me on the Wally attraction being something absolutely incredible, I mean, until you actually experience Tron, I mean, now, mm. and I'm talking to somebody who never seen Tron. Yeah, I mean, I've, <laughs> any of the Trons, the first one is I didn't see the second one. I saw the first one. Love the first one. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen bits and pieces of it. I mean, I. It's not the movie. It's, it's not the movie. It's, it's, it's the ride. It's the, yeah. it's the principle behind it. Like okay. you, you want to be able to go on a motorcycle and go do some crazy things, and it's it's a cracked out version of rock and roller coaster, and it's honestly like ten times better. It still yeah. does the light wall. Like you mm-hmm. ride the bike, oh, yeah. you cut the thing, and makes a wall. Like that was the 
coolest thing to be. Yeah, and like, the soundtrack's awesome. I mean, it's and it's pumping right in your ear too, which is crazy because like you don't have speakers there, but it's the music is always pumping. Yeah, even when you go outside, which is cool. But I don't even I, I didn't see um I didn't see in the concept art if it does go go outside or not. Um, because the one in the one in Shanghai does go outside for a brief period of time, and it's covered by this wall, and it's actually the acoustics behind it are incredible. Like they did a great job with it. So the speakers are actually underneath. And so it bounces the music all around you. So when you go through, it's like a tunnel of music. Wow. And it's, oh, it's amazing. The ride building looks so similar. I would imagine that would be the case. And Wally was like in a garbage planet. So I mean, that's kind of tough. I'm just talking about the property. Like it used to like be the like. the space, future? Like, or? well, put it like this. Like in Disneyland for the longest time, you had this whole thing about Discovery Bay. What, what killed Discovery Bay? That island at the top of the world wasn't the success that they were hoping for. So they killed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Then you had a, an attraction that was going to be based upon Atlantis. And then Atlantis, the movie, didn't turn out to be anything special. So they killed it because they were like, well, shoot, we don't want to, we, we don't want to make a ride off of something that people hated. Right. But that used to be it. That The measure of being able to make an attraction was that your movie was just a blockbuster success. Like, How long did it take for us to get a Toy Story attraction? Still waiting for your Monsters Inc. roller coaster attraction based on the door system from the uh, from the movie. Mm-hmm. That still hasn't come around yet. You know, it's like you used to have to have a success on your hand. Whereas Tron, they're just like, yeah, no, we've got this cool idea of a light cycle ride. Well, I think they, the 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 part that well, really sells it is that in those examples that you had, I mean, they're concepts and they're myths that everybody knows about but they're kind of outdated like you know a world that's underwater you know, like everybody's heard of them but this is a very technological age so therefore everybody can relate to the fact of technology you know somebody's a tech kid somewhere like we would talk about earlier a thing where like generations now are just just totally into tech i mean you like hey i want to talk to you i can't i'm facetiming my friend like i'm talking to you I am here talking to you. But is that really it or is it just that you're just going fast? <laughs> I mean, but like now, Pete is the only one out of us yes. in this room that has I've seen, seen it. it. I, no, I've seen it. I we, mean, but written but it, I'm written sorry. experienced yeah, it. Absolutely. And I mean, is Rock and Roller Coaster a great attraction or is it just that you're going fast, there's music blaring, and it's like, yeah, I man, this is an adrenaline pump. Well, okay, now that, yes, it's it's fast and you hear, you know, Aerosmith, yeah. but... Like I said earlier, I mean, I, I was drawing some stuff, right? And a, a coworker of mine was like, yeah. I'm like, I've never really heard of Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry. But, like, he was like, you should hear some of this. And I played some of the music. Now, I'm not sure if Daft Punk is what's being played on the ride. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Dude, that, like, I'm not, like, an ambient music kind of guy. But I played this, and it just, it just has this synthetic kind of mood to it and you know it really does tie in with the way the world is working i mean everything here is based on technology so my guess would be out of all the things of the properties that disney had this is the most that said maybe sort of record ralph let's say right well even then you're still having trouble shoehorning record ralph and they they can't even get record ralph to replace stitch well, I mean, because they're being, well, we don't know. We don't know, but it's a, but it's a goofy character that's in a world full of technology. So I'm they're going to give like, it a shot. But if, this was about, you know, technology. The look of it was different, futuristic. You know, the grid, everything was just like, I mean, it, it's a good visual. It know? is. It's a great visual. But that's what I'm saying is that you're taking a concept and you're basing it upon, yeah, we don't care if the movie was something that was received well. <laughs> we just think that a light cycle would be cool to ride upon. To Daft Punk and music. I'm not 
saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that that's the youth unique. like Daft Punk, Danny. Apparently, I'm not, but I'm just saying that <laughs> this is something that you don't normally see from Disney. Mm. We're going to give you an attraction based upon a movie that y'all really didn't really seem to care all that much about. <laughs> Daft you Punk know? won the awards, Danny. Right. How is this about? Why, why are you making this about Daft Punk? I don't know. You said the music was in the ride. You know that. Well, good. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> it is. They won some awards. Okay. All right. So, all right. We're going to move forward past right. the world of Tron. So, I think we're all excited to see it's coming there. Yes. What do y'all think about the proximity to Space Mountain? Is it the, the viewing here? Y'all worried about this at all? Does that look aesthetically that's pleasing to y'all? No. Nah. Nah, good? Good. Don't care? No, okay. I mean, I, I think that the whole premise of Tomorrowland is it's you step into the world of tomorrow, and the world of tomorrow really hasn't seen any major makeover to its landscape. So I think and having a, a new building there, I mean, it's, it's too, I mean, I, I say big hit rides, but I mean, I mean, it, it, there are going to be high volume rides no matter what. Yeah. Next to each other. I think it's, I think it's fine. And you just played the Trump card there because really any debate about what needed to be going in there and what Tomorrowland is so off kilter in terms of a major update, in terms of something that fits in with the theming. Like again, that's why I would have been happy to see the Tomorrowland Speedway go if it had it to go. Because how does that fit into the world of the future? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Tron fits into the world of the future. Say what you will about the, the movie itself, but, you know that fits. So again, I, I, I give it my I give it my approval and stuff like that. I just kind of wanted to entertain a, a discussion as to the future is very property. compact. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's such a hit over at Shanghai that yeah, you, you knew it was coming over here sooner or later. It's just that I thought it was going to go to Epcot. To be so, with you. so I had a question. So, so does that mean that they kind of like you think tested out some of the properties and some theories over in like Shanghai and other areas before they brought oh, it over sure, here to sure. just say, hey, look, looks like it works over there. Got to work over here. Well, I mean, Tron was huge and like had a huge Asian following in in China and Japan, um, and that's where they had more success at. Uh, when the movie came out, was actually there because I mean that I mean it, it, I'm pretty sure it was built around that whole. Um, I lost my train of thought already. What tech? <laughs> the, 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 the tech, the tech yeah, yeah, and it, I mean it is the most popular attraction at Shanghai, and it's the it's one of the number one uh, selling merchandise as well. Wow, the store was amazing. Um, and if I if I had actually seen more Tron, I mean, some of the stuff was just incredible that they had there. But I mean, things were things were just being sold left and right. All right. So the other big shocker that I thought that came out of this, and I thought this was a great addition, a new theater to be built off of Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. It's going to be a, a new venue for uh, what they call world class entertainment, basically theater shows, theater style shows like they do with Frozen and like they do with Lion King and so forth and so on, is going to be coming to Main Street. I thought at first seeing the concept art, I thought that it was, it was taken over for Tony, uh, Tony's, uh, the, the plaza. But no, no, this is going off of Main Street. It's going to be a separate little thing. And um, it's going to be based upon the Willis Wood Theater in uh, Kansas City where Walt lived after he left Marceline. So, um, yeah, I mean, great connection back to Walt. Great idea. I mean, that's, that's a people gobbler right there. Great way to get out of the heat, get into the air condition, catch yeah, a chill show. out, yeah. your feet. And it fits. What, wow, on Main Street where you can go. I mean, I know they have the, little, the cinema on Main Street, <laughs> quote unquote. But yeah, man, that is really cool. I'm liking that they're doing this. Thoughts? The, the, one, the one thing that um, 
trying to figure out logistically is like where we were talking about this before. It's like where it would be at. Yeah. And um, we were under the assumption it would be um, right when you walk into the park, leave to the right uh, in that walkway, yes. the, um overflow area. But now that I'm thinking about it, you already have Town Square Theater there. Yes. So do you put two theaters in close proximity to each other? Well, you know, the mm. theater used to be Exposition Hall. Maybe they changed the name to avoid confusion or something like that, because that's what it used to be. There's a, actually, if you look behind you, there's a, a, a replica model of it, because um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it so much. Uh, but yeah, Exposition Hall. I mean, you could always change the name back to that to avoid any, any confusion, uh, because there's nothing in there that represents theater. Um, I, mean, I think it's still, what, Tinkerbell and the yeah. and Mickey? They used to show movies in there, but eh, it's not really its thing anymore. So I imagine maybe they change the name, keep the building the same, keep Tony's Town Square, keep the meet and greets. But yeah, it, yeah. it basically I mean, was like the prior to my Magic Plus and, and getting all your photos on your Magic Pans and everything like that. That you really used, used to be the place where you go to get your pictures printed out. Yeah. <laughs> that was really its <laughs> main function. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, in the the logical place for it um, to build, I mean, it's supposed to be a pretty decent sized theater. Um, it's either going to be, I mean, it would either be there or be directly across um, by the fire station. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it would be I in think that original spot. Gone, yeah. yeah. I mean, because the only thing back there is um, there's some trailers that are back there, and that's usually where the VIP parking is for. Um, like uh, high-end uh, guest relations guests and mm-hmm. uh, VIP tours and stuff like that. Um, that's where they, they park their vehicles and stuff back there. Um, other than that, I mean, there's nothing else. Having gone to Disneyland Paris, that's one of the great things about Disneyland Paris is that you have the option of walking behind the shops. And there's like walkways behind the shops where you can go ahead and you can bypass Main Street, the flow of people that are going there. Everyone's just going to, you can just, you know what, I'm going to cut through here. And they had like little interesting things like they had a thing about the, uh, France donating the Statue of Liberty to the United States. That was a huge theme back there. It was great and you got to bypass all of it and, and walk. And I think that would be great in terms of helping to keep Main Street a little less congested. Mm-hmm. Opening up a new place for people who know that they don't want to meander down Main Street, stop and get a coffee, stop and do some souvenir shopping, stop into the Art of Disney store. Just go straight on to... Tomorrowland or wherever, you, wherever it is that you're trying to get to or Fantasyland or whatever, and like, we're taking the express route. Boom. Going that way. Yeah, I think it depends on what they're, what the content is, what they're going to have, what shows they're going to play. Um, that would probably be more of oh, a The content's going to be golden. It's going to be like Aladdin. It's going to be... Frozen. Oh, Jasmine going to be there? Oh, I'm sure. What's happening? Look, I'm not saying that I know for a fact that they no, haven't I announced what they're going to be playing there, right. but if you look, Disney's got a pretty good track record of putting on good top-notch shows but like i'm only speaking for myself i mean i'm not really like a live action kind of person but i mean the fact that you could go there kind of chill out relax from the hustle bustle of things that's a good thing that's a that's a definite plus but well, that's the thing. yeah you as a person may be like hey look i'm not i don't need to sit down and watch a theater show or anything like that but hey after a long day of walking around like, look, i'm yeah. tired i just want to crash i want to bed like all the like presidents I'm, yeah <laughs> you know? perfect analogy yeah so, I'm with that. I mean, as long as it got good air conditioning. Lee, how are you feeling about sitting down and watching a theater show? Oh, man. I mean, number one, if they can bring some of the, you know, the Lion King, the Nemo, that's that's really good over in uh, an Animal Kingdom and put something similar Magic Kingdom, and that's a plus. You don't really have anything like that right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do we have that's even close? Um, and I'm, I hate that I'm, I, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but the... Uh, 
the uh, the 3D show in um, Oh, Film Magic. Yeah. Fantasyland. Yeah. Yeah, Film Magic. It's the closest thing that you have to something like that in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so that's a plus. Um, and again, uh, anything that you can do to squeeze in more people because yeah. you know, you're getting a new Star Wars uh, hotel. You've got a new DVC property. They just added all these other properties um, over in the Wilderness Lodge area, the uh, the canyon, whatever. I mean, they're building all these hotels. Where are they going to put all these people in the park? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we need more attractions to 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 fill to get the people off the street and into the attractions. I mean, you're 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 bringing more people to the hotels, but you don't have more things for them to do. That's going to be a disaster very quickly. Yeah, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be where our, our really the Magic Kingdom stuff ends. I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot. Again, there was no no real announcement with the Dome and Stitch. Uh, that that's right. something that we were hoping to get a little well, bit of some. You know, they got they just they got the whole new Fantasyland not too long ago. Um, Tomorrowland definitely needs help, but other than that, I mean, uh, I mean, you can always make improvements in anything. But Frontierland's pretty solid. Adventureland's pretty solid. Fantasyland is solid. Um, you know, other than a couple of tweaks here and there, uh, Tomorrowland, you know, can use some help. You got all the new stuff that's that's already going into Animal Kingdom with Pandora, Rivers of Light, et cetera, et cetera. But the you same got t- all the stuff going into Hollywood Studios. You know, Epcot is the park that needs the most help. But at the same time, you haven't heard anything about a parade over at WW. You haven't heard anything about the the rumored haunted mansion restaurant or any new dining uh, establishments that's going to be going into the Magic Kingdom. I mean, it seemed a little light on the Magic Kingdom front to me. Sure. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen a little bit something more. Well, uh, it's still a long way from twenty twenty one too. I mean, they've got time to yeah to come up with some new stuff before the next D twenty three. But having said that, getting getting an e ticket attraction, I mean, man, that that's that's huge. That is, that is huge. However, you slice it. All right, so we're closing this out now. We, we've gone long enough here. Let let's end on transportation. Obviously, the big news on transportation: we're getting the gondolas. It's been na- made official. No more speculation. Gondola transportation in Walt Disney World is going to be a thing, and they're going to call it the Disney Skyliner. And, um, you know, we've joked about this in the past in the show about how... Who was joking? (laughs) About how terrifying it's going to be in those Florida lightning storms getting trapped in the gondolas. Suspended in midair. But I will say this. They did a really good job of making you feel like, oh, my God, it's like I'm being on the Skyway again. I'm not that far off the ground. Similar color scheme. Was it five feet? (laughs) No, no, no. It's a little bit more than five feet. (laughs) Yeah. You'll be taking off people's heads at five feet. But, you know, (laughs) the the gondolas are coming. What do you all think? Let me tell you something. They missed out on an opportunity here. We should have had up gondolas with ah, the, the balloons and the house, and you get inside the house, and then you're transported. They they blew a golden opportunity right there. I mean, ah, we could have had up gondolas. That's all your a, balloons a, pop and you fall. And yeah, right. <laughs> Watch the house fall with you, especially in those lightning storms. No, I think they got this just right. I mean, this is a great way to tie this into an attraction that no one wanted to see go. Look, I'm I'm afraid of heights, but I loved. That Skyway attraction in, in Walt Disney World. I love Peter. Were you old enough to ride it? I, I was, and I remember I remember it vaguely because my dad's a terrifi- is ter- terrified, mm-hmm. absolutely terrified of heights. Like he has problems driving over the Mississippi River Bridge. I do too. Um, hmm. And I would like peek over the side and rock it, 
And then I just remember getting yelled at and then seeing stars. So uh, <laughs> I was going to say, what are you doing messing with um, the bed? I came to somewhere when we were. <laughs> the ride was over. Yeah, right? I woke long up. over an hour later. I was like, oh, when I get this like bruising Mickey bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love my dad. Um, but um, I actually, I like, I like the idea behind it. They announced that um, you're going to have an experience with different Disney characters in each gondola. So I'm assuming that there's going to be like some kind of audio thing and a theme for each one. I saw the Haunted Mansion uh, characters, yeah, the Hitchhiking Ghost. My favorite. Um, yeah, and, and so I think that will be a cool aspect. Logistically, right now, over the past couple of months, you've seen the news articles of monorails breaking down in, in thunderstorms and having yes. to be people having to be evacuated from monorails. Pieces Monor- flying off. Yes. Monorails have been around since the park first opened. What are you going to do when you have like over a hundred gondolas all across property and you have Reedy Creek as your fire rescue response team mm-hmm. that has maybe two or three vehicles and then massive outage goes out mm. across the property and then you have to go from what Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot, and get each person cherry pick them one by one. Yeah, yeah you got to get the people from Cliffhanger to come in a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, rescue. I mean yeah. that in my head would be my biggest concern. Um, yes, and obviously with Florida weather, it's so unpredictable. I mean, it, the only predictable thing is that it's going to freaking rain yes. for at least five minutes, and then it just depends on whether or not it's going to stop or if it's going to keep on going and it's going to turn into a mini hurricane. Yes, um, and so. That's that's my big thing. Um, Disney, Disney. There's no way they didn't think of a system in play to ensure guest safety and continual logistical like perfection. But I don't know. I um, I honestly probably would not do the gondola system. Yeah, I, I we were the same way when Preach we talked out. about it. We 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 joked. Look, obviously, we know that they're going to make it safe. It's going to be safe to right. travel. Having said that, there's a difference between actual safety and perceived safety. And say what you will, people who get stuck on a gondola in the middle of a lightning storm, rainstorm, say what you will, are going to freak out. So I'm happy to see they're doing this. I'm glad that you know, we, we've gotten another form of transportation. I guess the monorails are just that damn expensive. <laughs> um, but they're worth it. Yes, now, if you want to go on the guy, hey, look, more power to you. It's like, like I was telling Peter, it was like skydiving. People are like, I would love to skydive. Why do you want to skydive? Like, I'm sure it's fun, but there's this part where you're just in midair and you have nothing else to depend on. And the ground is like, hey, not going to see you anytime soon. I just don't want to do that. I'm just, you know, I'm totally fine where, you know, if the, if the monorail stops, you're on a track. The least they can do is say, hey, look, well... You got to wait a few minutes before we can go to this next destination and open the doors. You can walk out. Gondola, they open the doors. How you like flying? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He, the, Peter is the te- wind like, rocking you back and forth. Yeah. I, I, am a, I am a New Orleanian. Me and nature, we don't trust each other. <laughs> okay. okay? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, no, thank you. I'll, I'll take the track. I'll walk. I'll sit in the theater that they're going to make and wait. Before being suspended in midair. Or you take their other form of transportation. Oh, God. 
This? Okay, uh, now. This and, is what I'm really Lee, excited about. <laughs> Lee said this earlier, so I'll let him go ahead and lead into this, but there is going to be a new Uber-like experience right. over at uh, Disney World, and uh, they've come up with a name for it. I think it's great. Lee, you want to tell everybody what it is? Yeah, I mean, I'm just so disappointed that we didn't think of it no on the kidding. previous show when we talked about this. Minivans. I mean, Minivans. that's perfect. Smart. That it's is perfect. Great. How did we not think of that? That is awesome. Oh, man. It is. Um, you know, and again, uh, if you're on any kind of social media, everyone's talking about, you know, is this what they like, what they don't like? Uh, you know, not people necessarily complaining, but stating that, uh, you know, it's going to be too expensive. Why would anyone do it? Blah, blah, blah. But, dude, if, if people didn't want to pay the money, there would be no Uber. There would be no Lyft. There would be nothing else. Is it going to cost more than Uber? Of course. Yes. But it's going to be Disney. So it's going to be cool, man. You know, a lot man, of people going through Disney World, $20 is like 5 bucks. Yeah. In, in, $20 in Disney money is only $10 in real money. Just remember that. Yes. You know, it's, it's half. Whatever it is, half. Now half, you, Eddie. Half. 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 <laughs> it, look, if you're drinking Eddie. around the world, that, that comes in handy. Yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, people who are looking at it at home are like, "Oh my god, twenty dollars is way too expensive." When you're in Disney World, you're like, "Dang, that's a bargain, twenty dollars." Yeah, let's get that. I'm so, gonna say, if you spend that thousand dollars at Galaxy's Edge, your twenty dollars shouldn't be nothing to you. And you're gonna have a knowledgeable driver. They're gonna be telling you stories. It's kind of like the old bus drivers used to be over at Walt Disney World, where they would entertain you as you drove. They would, you know, do various <laughs> things. I, I like this. I really. I really do like this. I think this is a great... Um, it's a necessity almost, really. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say necessity, but like, say for those late nights where you have late night dining reservations and you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Public transportation well, shuts down. How do I my room? Yeah, it's a necessity. If you're yeah. dining at a hotel reservation and you cannot take, you know, if you're staying at Pop Century, you can't take a bus from Narcuzzi's, uh from Grand Floridian over to Pop Century. You've got to go to whatever park and then whatever so you know the buses don't go resort to resort so that's a perfect example of why you know uh, of uh, a need that's there yeah well the other, the other beautiful thing is um they haven't really announced any details about this but they haven't really said where the drop-off location is going to be if this is similar to the guest relations vip tours you might be getting backstage access yes. and a quick expedited security uh line to mm-hmm. check and i mean you might be able to get right into the park without waiting in line. That's um, good, Especially yeah. if there's going to be a higher fee for this, um, mm-hmm. which could be great. Um, but again, that's speculation. Because, um, I mean, Magic Kingdom had their whole overhaul of the new uh, uh, bus stations and drop-off zones yeah. there. And um, they were really uh, driving for more on-property transportation. And um, that's why bus drivers, like, if, you, if you, anybody wants a job right now at Disney, you could apply right now. Go to casting and say, I want to be a bus driver, and I guarantee you, nine out of ten times, you get hired on the spot. <laughs> Unless you have some kind of a criminal record of sorts, in which okay, case, drive. the Magic Our Way podcast does not guarantee you'll be hired. <laughs> but, having said that, you talk about speculation, we won't have to speculate for too much longer. It's planned to begin late July of 2017 at Disney's Boardwalk and Yacht Beach Club Resort, and it's, uh, what, July 16th as of today. Yes. So, this is going to start up in about a week or two. So, we'll know... Yeah, what the full range of uh, of services are that will be offered by the minivan. I think it's a brilliant concept. It's it's great branding that the cars look like the, that the mini polka dots. Polka the dot. great name. Um, 
I like this. I like this a lot. I, you know, look, and, hey, look, if it's too expensive to you, use Uber. It's going to be tough to yeah. see when you're drunk all different polka dots messing with your eyes. Yeah. But yeah. other than that. Yeah. You can be driven around by Disney cast members who tell you stories and entertain you and sing songs, or you can be driven around by Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, one of the things that was kind of cool is after the, um, the live feed of D23 was done, um, I wound up seeing through mutual friends uh, an actual driver who's been training for the past three weeks, and he's mm-hmm. kept it confidential. And he came out and said, well, this is my big news for everybody. I, I actually quit entertainment to take this job. So you're going to have some former friends with characters and a lot of other great cast members from other areas of the parks that are going to be very, very excited to do this. And so yeah, I, we'll find out in the next couple of weeks and it'll be great. Looking to forward to it, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's, what's going to make all the difference is Disney cast members. Hey, look, Uber, you never know who you're going to get. Like I said, you get Jeff who has a terrible job over at it. Disney does a great job of vetting and, and hiring good people, and so they may pay a little bit extra to know that this is a Disney experience. That's true. And I think that that little bit of extra money is going to be, well, I think that a lot of extra money is going to be worth all of that and then some. But is that 20 bucks per person, right? It's just, is it no, it's 20 bucks per person. <laughs> oh, jeez. They always buy per person. I wonder if no, Uber I'm drivers kidding. play it's, Disney it's music $20 in their, in their per trip per vehicle. <laughs> Why are you messing with me like that? <laughs> no, I got to cut every dollar. Well, you were talking about $1,000 per person over at the, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, over yeah. at the Star Wars Hotel. No, it's going to be $20 per trip per vehicle. And the vehicles are like eight passengers across three rows. So you and your entire party all chip in, get in a van, right. split up the cost. It's, it's gonna be, I think it's going to be well worth the money. That's, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's great. That's better to hear like a nice Disney story. That, yeah, so like, yeah, I left everybody and then I, my psychiatrist don't want to talk to me. I got to talk to you guys. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Just tell us a Disney story for that money. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So this is the point in time where we've talked for like almost three hours now and I'm going to say no mas. Unless, because there are other things have been announced. Other things for California. Other things for uh, Shanghai. Paris. Even like we haven't covered the French Riviera Resort Hotel that they're going to be building in Walt Disney World. But I've kind of, I think we've covered a lot of the biggies. Whew, yeah. And it's, it's been a lot. And uh, is there any, I'm going to throw it out to y'all. Is there anything you're like, you know what? I've got one more thing to say. And I saw this. Is there anything else that related to the parks or just related to the parks or in general? Um, I will say I'm excited that there's now be another ship. Uh, added to Disney Cruise Line. They had already announced two. Now they've announced it's actually going to be three ships yes. added to the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, so I think that's uh, that can only help to get more people on. Maybe may even make these uh, more affordable. Um, and hopefully even you know, uh, right now, Galveston has the fall months. Maybe we can get some summertime nights uh, sailings of Galveston as well. So, uh, and then if not, either way, you're Lee said, <laughs> let me interpret for our listeners. Lee said that he's very excited that there's going to be another ship added and he wants your, <laughs> he wants to book every trip he can because every trip is money in his pocket. Tacos, tacos don't pay for themselves. <laughs> Bucky Nuggets still cost. <laughs> exactly. Bucky Nuggets are, you know, look, Lee Thank loves you. his cholesterol. So support Lee. Thank Lee. you for. Thank you, thank you for the interpretation. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> You're welcome. Because we couldn't hear a damn word of the last part, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. You should just, yeah, that's fine. Do like 
<laughs> I don't even know what he just said there. No, yeah, it'll be funny. And when the best part is, is like all the earlier stuff will be edited out, so listeners will have no idea just how hard it was to listen to Lee Lastavica all night. Like at this point in time, Kevin would have hung up on you. You lucky I'm nice. Like I get the reputation for being the hard ass. Kevin would have hung up on you by now. <laughs> Oh my God, Eli! Was there anything that we left out? <laughs> oh, what uh, from uh, D23? Um, I'm really excited about the Infinity War. I wish I could have seen the trailer, but I read about the description of the trailer. That was awesome. That'll be released. We'll we'll talk about that when that is. Yeah, yeah. no, but I heard Thanos gets to throw a planet. Yes, I was like a wow. moon. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a moon or a planet. Moon. I thought it was a moon. That's what I heard. I heard it was both. It could either either or. But yeah. that's that's great. I saw the the YouTube clip of the panel. It had like pretty much everybody show yes. up on there. That was awesome. As a comics fan, that was great. There's a. Uh, Let's see, Powers United was like a Marvel VR game that they had where you could be, at least from what I saw, uh, Rocket Raccoon, Captain Marvel, the Hulk. I'd probably take the Hulk there. But the mm. game, like the footage, if that's what's there, that looked great. So, yes. yeah, I got to buy a VR system now before I get the $1,000 guest place at the hotel. But <laughs> it'll be worth it for that Sith robe, I'll tell you that. Man, my wallet is going to shrink. Uh, in 2021, Peter, is there anything um, that we didn't discuss? Not necessarily. I mean, there's. I mean, obviously, you could talk about a lot of stuff at D23. Um, the one thing I'm I'm going to be really excited about is um, with the Guardians of the Galaxy attraction coming to Epcot. I think that is the doorway and the stepping stone to getting more Marvel in through that Universal contract that Disney yeah. has because mm-hmm. it's been well known that Disney on the East Coast was not allowed to really touch anything Marvel east of the Mississippi River. And yes. so I think that having Guardians come out now, I think this is going to be a good starting point for more Marvel uh, immersion and um, interactive elements at Walt Disney World. So um, that's what I'm excited about. I mean, yeah. that and then that and then just hoping, hoping to God for Spectro. nice you're bringing up an interesting point there because at this point in time with all the cool stuff that universal has done and everything that disney is doing i mean is it worth universal's space i mean to have that marvel area that they have in there with the people still in the spandex costumes is it worth it just to block disney from being able to put in Marvel, I mean, because Universal has stood on its own and it's done its own thing for so long. I got to imagine that, you know, with Harry Potter, with Nintendo Land, this is an embarrassment. Everybody knows that outside of, we'll keep Spider-Man and the rest, young. Let it go. Here yeah. you go. You, you can have this. We're going to go buy the Trolls franchise. We're going to put Trolls in here. We're going to put um, Hotel Transylvania in here. <laughs> We're going to do something, but something immersive, something to bring the kids in. You yeah. know, that's the one thing. You know why Universal doesn't have my travel dollars right now? Because it's so easy. Now with Uber, you don't have to take the mere shuttle and pay tons of money. You can just, boom, right over Universal and spit. You know what keeps me from doing it? They don't have a god dang thing for my seven-year-old daughter, just turned seven-year-old, to do over there except for Shrek and Minions. Everything else over there, I mean, they're still rocking. Um, oh, who is their guy? Is it Fivel? I mean, I'm Popeye? trying. Fivel? <laughs> is it Fivel? Who, who's who's Universal holding on to? Oh, wow. I don't know. They got they got the Popeye ride. They got um, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh mean, there's another the guy. Hulk, you got. Rocky uh, and Rocky. Shit, I don't know. Rocky uh, No, it's not. If it ain't Harry Potter, I don't even. The Woodpecker. It's not even. Woody, Woody Woodpecker? Woodpecker. Thank you, Peter. Oh that's wow. It. Woody Classic. Woodpecker is what? Kid area. Yes. Yeah. Oh that's wow. The kid area over in Universal Studios. Right next to Barney. Is it, <laughs> my dude? Is it really <laughs> worth it to keep the Marvel Studios line when you can figure out a way to bring the young kids? into Universal Studios, is it worth it just to block Disney? That's a, that's a great conversation for another day. But <laughs> Fair um, enough, fair enough. Anyway. All right, well, I think we've said all there is to say. We said a lot. We, we said, said a lot. lot. We've said a lot, and we've only covered maybe about 80% of what was discussed at D23. Still, that's pretty good. That's and we got, we got sidetracked in a philosophical discussion. But that was there, done over the course of two days. I mean, we got 80% in one The podcast was done over the course of two days. Technically, it is Monday now. Oh, boy. So. Uh, I just grew a beard, and uh, I just got texted in to have a kid. That's crazy. Oh, hey. wow. Hey. Congratulations. Just kidding. just kidding, Mom and Dad. Did, did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> is there any other impersonations that you do? You do a good voice. That was a good you stitch. Um, I, uh, so from Stitch, I le- started learning how to do Elmo. Okay. So, and then I started watching South Park a lot. So then I did like uh-huh. the inappropriate, like, don't touch me there, Elmo. But um, I looked like regular Elmo. I was like, it's Elmo. You want to play with Elmo? Elmo loves you too. And then it's like, I go that up to a girl good. in a bar. It's like, hey, baby, you want to see Elmo's big bird? <laughs> okay, bitch, why can't be such a grouch? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's, so that's probably can, why can, Disney can El- did can not. Can you do come- Elmo saying, step off? Hey, bitch. Step off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Elmo's a real gangster. You know what I'm saying, G? Yeah, I'm a real dude. Yeah. Feel that. He's got to do an intro. Why are you? Yeah. This, is, this is, why, this is why Disney was just like, hell no. Absolutely not. You're never going to be a voice actor. For no, no, no. This is why you're doing those voices because Disney hasn't given you that. You, you, you're loyal. You would not do these voices if Disney would just give you a job. Being no, that's true. Can we like type up like a script one day and like Let's give it, it to him to do it in a voice for the intro for yeah, the show? Yeah, yeah. Look, 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 dude. As gangster, don't by give way, a gangster. Look what happened to poor Steve Whitmire. Hmm. Have you, you know? Have you heard about this, Peter? You know what I'm talking about. No. Okay. Lee, you know what I'm talking about. Steve Whitmire. Who's Steve Whitmire? Anybody? No idea. At first, I thought you were saying Steve Gutenberg. Does that anything to do with sports? No. <laughs> I don't I think can't. that. Shame on y'all. The voice of Kermit the Frog got fired. Oh, yes. yes. This got fired. By Disney. Yes. Because he didn't sound like Kermit That's the Frog. That's right. Well, let's face it. Jim Henson is always Kermit <laughs> but the Frog. But basically for... But for no reason, like they didn't. There's like, ah, we don't, we don't work here anymore. There's always a reason, always. and that reason generally has to do with money, 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 money. But yeah, <laughs> to hear that the voice of Kermit the Frog could get fired and replaced with somebody else. Well, let me, let me, let me say this. You're fired. You're fired. You know, it's funny that you do this because. I equate this to wrestling. I'm a wrestling fan. Peter, you watch wrestling? You ever watch professional wrestling? You can't, can't see me. Yeah. Can't see me. Can't okay. see me. <laughs> that, would be me like, <laughs> that would be like me going to saying, John Cena, we like what you do. We're paying you too much money. Or you're giving us too much attitude behind the scenes. We're going to have to let you go. And we're going to hire a new guy. And we're going to call him John Cena. 
<laughs> and we want him to do the John Cena mannerisms. And we want him to do the you can't see me. And we want him to talk the John Cena talk. Now, technically what you could say here is that Steve Whitmire was voicing Kermit the Frog and impersonating Jim Henson doing Kermit the Frog. But that's like, you're a performer. Performers add in their own idiosyncrasies, their quirks, their own take on the voice. You are that character. And you're, you're interpreting a character, but you're adding a bit of your own mannerisms and your take. So to take and fire somebody who helped portray Muppets like Wembley from Fraggle Rock, Rizzo the Rat, and who was Jim Henson's handpicked successor wow. to be Kermit the Frog and to say, yeah, that's nice and we know you don't want to go. But we're gonna, and I'm sure Matt Vogel is talented and I'm sure he'll do a good job. And who knows? Steve Whitmire was always a little bit too high-pitched for my taste as, as Kermit. Like when Jim was Kermit and Kermit would get exasperated, like, when you get out of here? Like when Kermit would lose his shit a lot. Like when, when, when Peter was talking about Mickey losing his shit and going on a roid rage, that was when Kermit was at his fr- funniest. And I felt like that's kind of been lost a bit since Steve has taken over the role. It's not to diminish Steve. I think Steve should still have his job, obviously. Right. But how messed up is that? That the voice of Kermit can be fired. So don't give up her. Can you do a good Kermit? I who there? No. no. <laughs> give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Okay. time. Next time I come back, I'll got Kermit for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're getting we're going down a rabbit hole. I saw hold that it was pulling all your heart, though. So it that's was, why I was dude. Saying that, I so. mean, when I saw Steve Whitmire got fired, I let that go. It, it, man, I'm like, you just can't say to somebody, be that person because at the best you're doing a pale imitation of what they did. You probably then, wanted a thousand dollars an hour. Like, nope, can't do that now. We got guests coming in. They gotta pay that amount. Gotta cut you. Sorry. All right, guys. So that wraps up our discussion here. Uh, we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What impressed you about D23? What disappointed you? What are you looking forward to? What are you hoping to hear announced that wasn't announced? And if we didn't cover anything. Let us know about it. We'll be happy to cover it in a future show. We just ran a little bit too long this time. Yeah, it's late and I'm a little bit punch drunk over here and a little bit regular drunk as things might be. You know, uh, recording this, but this was an odyssey. I mean, this was our Iliad. This was our. I feel like Homer over here. So, <laughs> so Herculean journey. <laughs> yes. uh, Herculean task, if you will. But uh, guys, look, this was a pleasure for us to cover. We wanted to do it like this, and we're glad we did. Um, if there's anything, like I said before, we did not discuss, feel free to email us at show at magicourway.com. You can go ahead and leave us a message on Facebook or Twitter, uh, any of the social media platforms that we're on, or just go to magicourway.com, and you'll find links to our past shows you'll find a contact form we can go ahead and let us know you'll find a, a show review that you can do for us give us feedback help us know what we're doing to help please you and add some stars up what, there yeah hopefully add some stars go to itunes rate us review us unless you hate us in which case move on why <laughs> why live in hate <laughs> is that healthy yeah why are you still listening if you hate us so much i mean yeah, go outside go get fresh air it works for how it's turned yeah so um Anyway, we got a couple of guys out here, obviously, that do things outside the podcast. We're going to start with uh, Eli. 
Eli, what do you want to say to the fans out there? What do you want to tell them to do? What do you want to tell them to look forward to? Oh, boy. I, hey, I'm a comic guru and drawing comics. What I do, you know the story's all about the glory. You go to www.ivorycomics.com. You're going to go ahead and see some cool art, hear some some stories, some interviews. Always love the support and uh, any subscribers. I got one uh, last week, so I appreciate that. Uh, Facebook. Uh, Eli H. Ivory, you can find me there. Uh, Project Geisha has its own Facebook page, so facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Post up some new artwork there for the new Geisha issue. Uh, Instagram, eivory504. Twitter, Hancock10166. So, yes, support the Indies, support Ivory Comics. Appreciate you. Support your local artists, that's right. And, Draw it uh, hard. We've got a uh, what a booking artist uh, on our show, Mr. Lee Lastavica. I'm in awe at what this man is able to do for me, and and to take out all the stress out of my Disney vacation, where I can sit back and just let him take care of all the grunt work, if you will. Uh, Lee, tell the listeners about how you can ease up on their stress in booking a Disney vacation. That's right, Danny. What were you doing at the time where I texted you and said? Hey, I got that Cinderella's Royal Table. You're probably like kicking back on the beach. Uh, that's exactly what I was doing. Lee Lostavica called me while Long I tea, was on Long vacation. Island iced tea. Orange Beach. And I said, dude, look, I can't talk to you right now. I'm going back to the room. I'll hit you up then. But then I got five minutes. I got to go back to the beach. He's like, all right, cool. I got your Cinderella's Royal Table. It conflicts a little bit with Narcoozies. I'll move Narcoozies to do this. We'll get you a later time with that. Is that cool with you? And I'm like, Baby, you do what you got to do. I'm on vacation, man. I'm, Make, I'm, I'm <laughs> Make that magic work. Work your magic. Make that magic Lee work. Vika works for you while you get to take it easy. You know how much it costs you? Zero. Zero dollars to get what do we give you? No, no hassle, Vika. No hassle. That's right. Zero dollars for no hassle. So if you want a stress-free Disney experience, just give me a call. 413-DIS-TRIP. That's 413-349-8747. You can email me at lee at magicrway.com. As always, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A, travel. All right. Thank you very much, Lee. And thank you for what you did for me while I was on vacation, man. I really appreciate that. You no really, problem. You got everything we wanted. I, I couldn't. The only thing my wife said was like, do you think we can get Lee to get us uh, Beauty and the Beast reservations for dinner? And I was like, well, slow down. <laughs> like the hey, man, the man's I'm done. I'm a miracle enough. worker, but I'm not a god. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, when a client asks you if you are a god, you say yes. Yes, we're working on it. We're working on With it. No hassle, Vika. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, certainly he came in. He helped fill a big time void for us today. I, dude, I cannot express enough yeah. gratitude for you to showing up. You came in. This dude came in today. This was not a pleasant assignment. It's pleasant because we like to talk Disney, but today was work because there was a lot to cover and there was a lot of technical issues and there was a lot of inadequacies on behalf of the hosts as we tried to solve these technical issues. But they got solved. But they did. They got solved and he put up with us and he had patience and he's got an early morning flight and he put up with us and all I can say to you is I'm sorry that (laughs) we took this much of your time. I hope you come back because you were so beloved the last time. I know you're going to be beloved this time. We needed you this time. You pitch hit 
fabulously out man. the park. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I I told you uh, I wasn't lying when I said I've been waiting for that text message from y'all. Um, I love I love this show. I love being on it, and um, I'd love to come back and do some more cast member stories and maybe make some people cry from laughing too hard. Is there anything that you would like to promote? Is there anything that you've got going? Is there anything you want our listeners to know about you because they're interested in you? Um. <laughs> I'm not that interesting. Uh, you are that interesting. You do voices. <laughs> I, I cried. Okay, I cry. I'll cry. I mean, I made grown men cry. You've touched lives. Um, yeah. No, I just I appreciate the time. It's um, I, I I grew up really wanted to make an impact in the world and um, working at Disney and continuing to do what I do now today. Um, I, I I've been able to have really great experiences and impact a lot of people. And so being able to come and share that passion with people that are equally, if not even more passionate than I am about Disney is great. So anytime y'all want me back on, just give me the invite. Again, cannot thank you enough for doing this. And look, guys, Peter, he's worked at Walt Disney World. He's got a lot of behind the scenes stories. We're, we only touch the surfaces of things that we could cover. So if you've got questions for Peter, what it's like to work over at Disney World, send it over to us. We'll get it over to him. And hopefully we'll, have, we'll actually have him on the show to answer it. If a good enough topic to where we think it could harness a whole show i mean obviously uh, i think he could work the magic yeah i think he could work the magic too so if you've got anything go ahead magic our way show at magic hit us up and we'll make sure peter gets the message and we'll we'll yeah send it out to him yeah we'll send it yeah if y'all want to hear about how a little girl five years old made me throw up in costume or anything like that yeah <laughs> just uh just He's doing it again yeah, just send 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 all the questions in and um i look forward to hearing from everybody and i look forward to being back on the show soon and last but not least you can always go ahead and send us a voicemail or text us that's right text us at our number 1815 mo weekend that's 1815 <laughs> <laughs> That's one eight one five six six nine four two two six, guys. And once again, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. We appreciate you and all opinions on the Magic Our Way podcast matter. So get in touch with us today. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mo Weekends, we say Waharini, Magic out. Out. Lee? Yep. (laughs) What what were you supposed to say? I have every intention (laughs) of of listing all the D23 events, but somehow I just ended up with park stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Later, guys. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. Hey, but do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Carway and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet 
Uh-huh. You know, it, it, it's it, what's good about it. Yeah, let me tell you what's good. But you hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could mm-hmm. probably hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of... Hey! Give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get on, Get up again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Hot tub. What you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels. And 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs, like Tony Bennett right here, this yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Wait, well, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio, bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 